Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. I got a vibe tells me I should be sitting in on this scene for a while. You got the touch. This is Stan Bush, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network's Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. And use the power of the Matrix to light our darkest hour. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily, or I might have a sense of satisfaction now. You got the touch! You got the... Arise, Lightless Prime. Optimus. Yes, please, Rodimus, save us all, because we all know Optimus couldn't get the job done. Welcome to a very special episode of the All Things Transformers brand here at the GeekCast Radio Network. Whether it's TFG1, Unleashing the Beast, or Getting Tapped, we are now in the prime time with the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. I am one of your Cybertronian hosts, TFG1 Mike. Joining me, as always, is the rubber ducky loving Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello, and from the planet of junk, we have Optimus Solo, and our special guest is none other than... I am Rekgar! I dare to be stupid! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Garbage for all the good little children! This is getting expensive! Well, today we will be revealing who came in at the number 25 through 1 spots. We've got to get a new travel agent. Nah, Hot Rod, we're just power gliding through this epic Top 100 Transformers podcast series. And away we go! Yes! We will see where any of the contributors' number ones will fall, or if they will even make it, because we should never forget... One shall stand, and one shall fall. That's right, but before we get right into the countdown, we want to take one more moment to thank all of the 33 contributors. Obviously, Optimus Solo, Steve Megatron, and myself, along with comic concierge Dan Clark, TV's Mr. Neil, Michael Wilson, Amy... Heather and Nicole, over at Simplistic Reviews, DJ Valentine, who apparently um, is flying off somewhere with Astrotrain. I don't know where DJ is. He was supposed to be here tonight, folks. Over at This Week in Geek, Alex Ricci. Several websites were also contributors to our Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown, 
including AllSpark, Transformers AD, and Collection, as well as several podcasts. We have TFLYP for Lucas and, and that podcast. We have Mikey and Andy over at the Moonbase 2 podcast, and what I'm basically calling the transform the best new Transformers podcast of 2021, Triple Takeover, featuring Sixo, Maz, and Liam. And yes, Maz does live in Iceland. He is the one that lives in Iceland. I remember in the other episode, I was like, I'm not sure which one of them lives wherever they live, kind of thing. We have three super fans that we love and have supported us over the years that contributed to this. Scanner 51, Toon Master Tim Silvers, and Bondo Mike, as well as several people from YouTube. Cole Krishna, who is Autobotic Con 97 reviews over there on YouTube. Rodimus Primal, Pia, and Iacon Dispatch. John from Iacon Dispatch over there. We have several content creators that we need to thank Transformers Reanimated Yoshi and Greg. Anthony from TFU.info. I've been listening to his podcast recently. I listened to his Rebirth episode. Oh, boy. I love the Rebirth. So good. We also have several super guest stars in writer Tyler Blazinski, artist Casey Collar, and Transformers. Would you call him a historian, Steve, I assume? I would say probably. <laughs> yes. The Transformers historian and superfan, Mr. Benson Yee. We also have some other Transformers geeks as well, including Robo Apollo from Iacon Online, where all are one. Thank you to everybody. Without all of these lists, without all of your time, without all of the effort that went into this, this countdown would not be happening right now. We'd be waiting another 12 years to do this thing. No. <gasps> we cannot wait 12 years. <laughs> and just to correct you, it's Collecticon, not Collection. Collecticon. Oh, Collecticon. Sorry. Got to be Transformer-wise. Yep. <laughs> I'm a Transformers but, dumbass, as everybody knows. But yeah, it was a lot of work to put those lists together, so thank you, everybody. Hey, Optimus Solo, that's an awesome cassette deck. Man, that technology hasn't held up. Disclosure averted. Continue observation. We are now faced with the top 25 faces of darkness, so let's get right into the countdown. All right, before we get into the actual numbers, I'd like to just take a look back, guys, so far at what's happened, um, what has transpired during the other 75 reveals, and where we are at with our different categories, and then we'll get right into the actual number 25 pick. So just to recap what's happened so far, hopefully you guys have listened, but it's a lot to listen to and a lot of different characters to think about, so we'll try to sum it up for you right here. Um, so, so far, we have had 11 Beast Wars characters, Steve. So that's good. 11 of those guys. We've had six female characters. As far as the battle of good versus evil, right now the evil characters, bad guys, Decepticons, Predacons, however you want to classify them, we're sitting at 31 of them. That means for good guys, we're sitting at 44. 
So a commanding lead for the good guys, 13 more good characters than bad so far. As far as the kind of categories that we've been throwing about and discussing as we've gone through, let's try to go from least to most so far. So we've had one pretender. We've had two headmasters and two insecticons. We've had three combiners, three dinobots, three actual combined forms like the gestalt or however you're going to say that Mm -hmm. um three uh triple changers oh i missed one we've only had two seekers so those are kind of the small groups then we get into a few bigger groups we've had six bases or like city bots we've also had six mini vehicles so six of the tiny guys six of the huge guys um five cassettes eight autobot cars so that's kind of where it sits right now. Mike, as we look back at what's already happened and, and things of that nature, first off, one thing that's common about these countdowns, guys, when we do these top 100s is that when we're doing the 100 through 76 picks, nobody knows what's about to happen. We don't know who's going to be named. It could go in all kinds of different directions. There's lots of surprises. As we keep revealing characters, it gets more and more predictable predictable as to who's <laughs> going to show up so there's probably those of you out there that are listening especially if you've been listening diehard through this whole countdown that probably have a decent idea as to probably the possibilities that could be revealed today you might have all 25 listed or you might have a list of like 30 and you're pretty sure that 25 of them are going to fall today so it's not about necessarily surprising you today um there shouldn't be too many of that and as we go further you know once we reveal the first 10 it's going to be even more obvious what the last 15 are what the top 10 are what the top five are and as we get towards the number one it will be very obvious who that is as we reveal each pick so it's not necessarily about knowing who's going to be in this top 25 it's just about kind of what order they go in we can argue about who belongs where and just kind of being able to talk about the greatest transformers characters that we've seen in the whole property and the whole franchise so it's not necessarily about predicting all these names that are about to be said but that being said about the 75 that we've already revealed mike what's your biggest takeaway biggest surprise or what have you seen so far that struck you interesting in the first 75 i wish we had a few more female characters i wish blaster was a little higher but i understand it's not that big of a deal i gotta say i gotta agree with amy aka lady wreck when she was on part four the fact that we've gone from 99 to wherever the next kid, like, what was it, 40 choices, 60 choices, whatever it is, between cassettes, that's that's a little crazy, and I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm excited for it, and it's going to be interesting to see who these uh, 25 Faces of Darkness are. Yeah, we've also seen a couple of the contributors' number one picks fall. In the very first episode, we saw um, TF Reanimated's number one pick, which was a Power Glide fall. In the second episode, we saw Pia lose his number one, which was Snarl. And in last episode, we saw Amy uh, see her number one fall, which would have been uh, Springer. Um, so those are the number ones that have fallen. That means there's 30 people that still have their number ones yet to go. And we actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I believe. No, ten characters that we're going to talk about today that were somebody's number one. So that means ten out of the 25 were somebody's number one. That's kind of crazy. Steve, mm-hmm. thoughts back on the, the previous 75, or what are you looking forward to uh, as far as today goes? I still think some of the, the Beast Wars characters get shafted, but um, 
uh, I, I'm going to be calling for a recall if, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the mm-hmm. thing. We all have our number ones that we're pulling for, and there's, like I said, 10 of them that have to fall here in this 25. If, if, he, all... if, he, if he makes it in the top 10, I'll be happy. All right. What if he makes it in the top 15? He'll make it in the top 10. Yeah, sure. <laughs> R- Rodimus is going to be in the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Five people's number one are not going to make it in the top 15. I will just Which say that much. Um, so five of them will not make it in the top 15. And then there's a whole lot towards the top that will be revealed. So I guess that is enough rambling back and forth and speculation. We'll have to kind of see how it all plays out. Another thing that we had been kind of looking at throughout the countdown was kind of, uh, uh, you know, like which series or which uh, mediums was most represented, whether it was, you know, G1, Beast Wars, Animated Prime, et cetera, et cetera, War for Cybertron even. So we've seen a few here and there. I mean, obviously, it's been mostly G1. Beast Wars would probably be the next best represented thing. And then we've seen just a handful of things from animated Prime uh, comics, et cetera. Comics would probably be number three right now, actually, with uh, yep. where we're at. And then I would think it would be a toss-up between animated Prime and... Um, Maybe, I don't know, I don't think anything else has been represented too well. So that being said, a lot of these characters are in multiple things, so it's just about which version you like best. So let's stop the diablin. Let's get right into it. What number are we on? Number 25. You got the Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. We start today, like they said, number 25. And let's go ahead and get one of those number ones right out of the way, right off the bat. This character was on 21 lists. There's only one character that was on less list today. So this is the second fewest on my list, but an average ranking of 28. That's why he's able to sneak into this top 25 as highly ranked as number one. We had one, two, three, four, five people that had him in the top 10, another four in the top 20. And then we had some people kind of in the 20s, 30s, 40s, all the way into the 60s. We had three people that had him in the 60s. So he falls here at number 25. And we are speaking of the one and only... The hero of the Cybertronian Wars, the leader of the Autobots, the bearer of the Matrix... Wait for it. Rodimus Prime! Let's do it! Rodimus Prime. Why'd I have to be the chosen one? Number 25. Hey, you know what? That's good. I called it. He so, beat out seventy five other other characters, so that's right. you know he made it into the top twenty five. So obviously Mike is reacting because Mike is the one that had him at his number one. Um, we have all we have the whole spectrum here though because we have Mike. You were the highest ranked at number one. Mm-hmm. I was the lowest ranked for Rodimus Prime at sixty eight. <laughs> so we have that's the spectrum from one to sixty eight. Of course, uh, twelve people left him off the list altogether. But Mike, why Rodimus as your number one? And uh, kind of, you said you're happy that he's in the top twenty-five. You know, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Steve reacting to Tarantulas at sixty-two. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one of those things where, as a kid, yes, I cried. Yes, I was shocked that Megatron killed Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Megatron pulled the trigger. Rodimus didn't pull the damn trigger. Anyway. He just held the gun. No, he didn't. Rodimus <laughs> never came anywhere near Megatron's gun. Self- metaphorically. Anyway. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> I think anyway, this might but, be... But, but the point is, the point is, you asked me the thing. Like, 
he was the character. He, Rodimus, to me, is what Dick Grayson Nightwing is to me in DC Comics. Optimus is essentially the Batman of Transformers. He's something you'll never live up to kind of thing. Rodimus is that character that you can kind of say, oh, hey, he's going through these problems. I'm going through these problems. I can kind of relate to the guy kind of thing. He's a relatable character. He's a fun character. And what they did with him in IDW just brings him so far. He is so far over the top. Like, he, this is why I say the IDW comics, even though they are G1 continuity based, they're so outside the scope of what the animation was in the 80s because these writers and artists take these characters to levels that I've never seen before. And I just, I always liked the guy. I always thought it was cool that, you know, he, he was, he got Optimus's blessing. He was the one that had to be the new leader. He was the one that had to basically save Cybertron. And he did, unlike Optimus, letting it die for 4 million years. We'll see who ranks higher. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Um, One thing that I thought of kind of as I was listening back to some of the episodes we've already recorded here, because one of the things that, that came up last episode was the distance between uh, rumble and frenzy mm-hmm. and the reason i bring that up is because the more i thought about it the i was thinking possibly that in making a top 100 list you only have so many spots and where people deciding one over the other like saying these characters are so similar they're both cassettes they both look similar they're both from Soundwave, etc that i'm only going to rank one or you know that type of thing where there's only room for one that's a similar character. So I wonder when we have characters like that, whether it be a Rumble Frenzy situation or whether it be something like a Rodimus versus Hot Rod, which we separated into two different characters. Almost you could think of like a Megatron versus Galvatron, which we separated. You know, did people only have room for one, or did it cause them to rank one of the two higher? That type of thing. So I don't know if that played into people's rationale when they were ranking things, but I think that might have at least had something to do with Rumble and Frenzy. We'll see how it plays out if Hot Rod made the countdown or how close he is to Rodimus if he did, and that type of thing. Um, but Rodimus, to me, I think he looked cool in some art and in the comics and probably in G1, at least better than he looked in animated. Um, he looked kind of like a turd in animated. <laughs> no, but, uh, he was cool in animated. I'm talking it about was, how he looked. Not he, died, he, he died of cosmic rust. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I thought he was cool looking. I liked the voice work for him. I just didn't like the writing for Rodimus in G1. Obviously, I'm not alone. Um, but Steve, what are your thoughts on Rodimus? I, I mean, I do agree. His, his writing was pretty weak and they kind of made him like basically... Um, in some regards, and I know the Rodimus fanboys are going to hate me for this uh, statement, but in a way, they wrote Rodimus how they wrote Beast Wars Megatron in Kingdom. Oh, no, yes, they did. Yes, they, they did, did not. No, because, they did not. No, listen, hear me out. He wasn't that bad, but he still was like fawning over Optimus Prime consistently to the point that he put his entire team at risk to get Optimus's dead body back. True story. So I see the connection there, but I liked him as hot rod. If the Decepticons had any guts, we'd be taking a serious pounding. I got news for you. This isn't any picnic. Decepticons, prepare to go in for the kill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see if both of them make it and how it turns out with that. Mm hmm. 
Um, but Rodimus, I mean, just think of it, guys. If Rodimus is at number twenty-five, like that, just talks again. Like I said last episode, it just talks about how many good characters there are. If one of the leaders at one point in the franchise is number twenty-five, we got twenty-four characters that that beat that. So that's just talking about the caliber of characters we have to deal with in this franchise. I think. And now they're going for the gusto, right? Yes, but however, and as much as I hate to do this, he did put the work in for it, and. He's a Rodimus naysayer, too, but we do have a special guest here with us. So let's hit it over to TV's Mr. Neil and hear his opinion yes. on Rodimus. It was the only way into the Matrix. Hey, guys. TV's Mr. Neil here. I wanted to send in my thoughts about Mike Blanchard's favorite Transformer, G1 Rodimus Prime, but I didn't want him to know that I was actually doing this. So I sent it to Kevin. Anywho, I'm sure Rodimus is going to clear the top 50 or possibly even the top 25. Whatever it is, it's way, way too high. No, actually, Rodimus is a great character in the movie. The problem with Rodimus Prime is that the TV show had to continue, and as such, the program had to unresolve his character arc from the movie and present him as the put-upon hero who questions his worth as commander and he seems willing to drop the Matrix whenever the opportunity presents itself, which he does twice, and then despite having the epiphany by the end of Season 3 that the Matrix chose him for a reason, the first thing he does when the Spore Plague explodes is to have Optimus Prime resurrected anyway. He's also the bearer of my least favorite vehicle design. What kind of vehicle is that, anyway? I've joked in the past that he's either a garbage truck or a Winnebago or something, but honestly, what made Transformers cool was the kids love robots and they love cars. Real cars. It was cool to fantasize that the tractor-trailer truck coming down the highway might be a robot. Rodimus Prime is like some kind of alien truck, though. Where am I ever going to see a car like that? Rodimus's vehicle mode is like the Homer. It's like it's designed by someone who doesn't know how cars work. I mean, just look at the wheelbase. It's got three sets of wheels. Look at the set behind the smokestacks. It defies logic. You tell me how that thing is supposed to turn. But my main problem with Rodimus is that he's just not the star of the show. I'm sorry, but it just seemed like he was thrust upon us for the most crass of reasons. We couldn't have the other guy because his toy was discontinued. I'm sorry, I came to this party for the guy who turns into a red truck. You're giving me a U-Haul trailer with flame decals on the side. This isn't what I signed up for. Anyway... TV's Mr. Neal, signing out. His judgment is obviously impaired. No more jokes, Springer. Cybertron's in deadly danger. We're heading back there. Now. Yes, sir, Mr. Leader, sir. Thank, thank you. you so much, Neil. You're wrong, but thank you. No, thank you, Mr. TV's. TV's Mr. Neal, I've never agreed so you with you more. Can't, you can't even say his name right. Uh, uh, that's because I'm, I'm so happy that someone yeah, got yeah, yeah. He's shot. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> great, great clip there. All right, let's move on then before Mike gets upset at me. Well, Spinach, we think it's time for number 24. All right, that is right. We're at number 24. I didn't tell you the point totals for this episode, but we're going anywhere from 1,500 to 3,000. Yep. 1,500 to 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a crazy span. Usually we, you know, each one is separated by a few points here, a few points there. The gaps start becoming crazy in this episode. Like if you just look back at the last part of last episode, mm-hmm. let's just look at the last, I don't know, five characters. There was a six point difference, a one point difference, a 10 point difference, a two point difference. Now we're going to 
go from <laughs> fifteen hundred to three thousand. And just so you know what that means, fifteen hundred means that fifteen of the thirty-three people would have had to rank this person at number one. Um, when we get to three thousand, I mean that means that thirty of the people would have had to rank him at number one, basically <laughs> almost. So it gets a little crazy. So, all right, number twenty-four, beaten Rodimus out by about fifty, about sixty points actually. Um, he was on twenty-four list. Average ranking of 34.3, but nobody had him higher than 8. We had a lot of people had him in different groups. So there was an 8, 9, 9, 10, 10, 11. And then there was like a 29, 34, 34, 36, 37, and then a bunch in the 40s and the 60s. So we are talking about an Autobot here. Sometimes goes by the name of Jetfire, other times by Skyfire. That's who we're talking about here at number 24. I'm too darn big to sneak around like this. You didn't tell us anything. Why are we an agent? Don't you get snippy with me, Fleshling. Could that energy somehow be used to reactivate Optimus and bring him back to life? It was never designed for that purpose, but it's an energy like no other. Steve, what do you think of Jetfire coming in here at 24? I, I think that he's he's definitely earned his keep. I mean, in G1, he was not very frequent, uh, other than, like, fire in the sky. But... Um, no, I think he's kind of earned it. He's been in enough of the Transformers media uh, since uh, the Armada trilogy type stuff uh, that I, I think he's earned his keep. Mm-hmm. Another Revenge of the Fallen character, if anyone's keeping track. Uh, yeah, nobody cares about that movie. <laughs> you know what? I, Honestly, Jetfire was the shining example in Revenge of the Fallen besides Ravage for me anyway. Uh, and I don't know when the last time is you watched G1, Steve, because I know you watch Beast Wars daily. But because if we've been doing this whole countdown thing and everything, and I've been going through all 98 episodes for the audio, Jetfire or Skyfire, whatever you want to call him, he was in a lot more than just a few episodes. Yeah, he just never felt like he was in a lot, though. I mean, if you look because, back again, and think they, about it. Yeah, I mean, he had his spot- yeah, he had his spotlight in fi- uh, uh, Fire in the Sky. I believe he was in Fire in the Mountain, and basically they used him as the transport. Yeah, yeah I, I actually prefer him in uh, the War for Cybertron trilogy over <laughs> G1 almost. He gets more, yeah. he looks the coolest in that, and in, I, he actually doesn't look bad in Cyberverse. But he, um, but he gets more characterization. Yeah. Right. Um, I, forget, for, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't he get buried in the ice on purpose mm-hmm. to, to warm the planet, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was back? Well, wait in G one. No, yes. he crash landed and he yeah, was I know there. That. Yeah, so <laughs> but then but, he just but, all of a sudden miraculously was back. Well, right because Starscream found him, and yeah. they were trying time, to make at the end of the episode. He went back into the ice. Oh, that's right. He did, didn't he? What the and hell? Then all of a sudden, he was back. Yeah. He's like for me. He's a lot like Skylinks. Like they were just <laughs> characters that were these he's... big. Like, uh, you know, big in size, you know, strong, etc. And they almost both kind of flirted with being both bad and good at different times and things like that. And I, I say that they're similar because neither one of them really had an impact on me as a child. I've grown to appreciate Jetfire a little bit more over time. Uh, Skylinks is still kind of the same, but I, neither one of them just ever, like, it didn't click with me. Like, it wasn't one that I was just like, oh, I want that toy, or oh, I want to see more of that character. I'm not trying right. to take anything away from him. I know a lot of people like the character. Um, you know, he's like a seeker on steroids, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. For me, like, I had Jetfire ranked at 37. 
So it wasn't too far off. He's here at 24. I'm fine with him being in the top 50. He just never was one of my favorites. I'm sorry I, to those Skyfire fans out there, Jetfire fans out there. I think the coolest, the, the funniest line he had, and it's true because he is twice as big as some of the other bots in G1. I think it's fire on the mountain. It's not fire in the sky. It's the other one. Uh, I'm just too darn big to be sneaking around here like this. Like they, they they tried to use him as a as a sneaking mission person, and I'm like, oh god, don't do that. <laughs> All right. All right. So two Autobots for starting it off. Let's see if that streak continues or not. Next. Number twenty three. That's right, it is time for number 23, and the Autobot streak will be broken. We are going to a Decepticon, and we're also going to answer another question, because we weren't sure if we would or how many we would see of this type of character. We've seen only a few of them up to this point. I believe we've seen three, possibly. Um, We saw Superion. Mm -hmm. We saw Bruticus. Mm -hmm. We saw Predaking. And now we see Devastator. And now we see Devastator. So um, on 22 list, average ranking of 25.5. So we almost hit the average ranking. He comes in here at number 23. And this was writer Tyler Blazinski's <laughs> number one. Yes. So another number one falls here. We had Rodimus Prime already. Now we have Devastator. Anywhere from 1 to 76. I missed this one just by a bit. I had him ranked 26th. He comes in here at 23rd. Mike? Thoughts on Devastator? I really dig Devastator. I think he's a fun bot. Again, I love what Tyler did with him in the writing in Transformers Galaxies issues one through four, where he was the seventh personality. So his per like it wasn't just you know one of the the other constructor cons as the whatever. Uh, as far as G one goes, absolutely love him showing up and. That was the coolest thing about that one uh, Transformers Devastation. Oh, man, I remember when that video game first got announced and whatever else. We saw that scene with him and everybody fighting him in the middle of the city, whatever. So cool. Absolutely love Devastator. Yeah, to me, like he was always one of my favorites growing up. I will say that a little bit like Predaking, but in a different way, his toys as a combiner were not quite as good as a lot of the other ones we got. Yeah. Um, I felt a the lot Autobots the, had better combiners. Like well, I, feel, I toys. just yeah, I just felt like the Constructicons and the Aerial Bots were the hardest ones. They were like the least sturdy of the group mm-hmm. when it was coming into its combined form. Like a lot of the other ones that came after that or around that same time were a little bit more well put together where you could stand them up easier. Maybe it was just because mine were played with so much, but it seemed like they were a lot more floppy, flimsy. Um, but in the cartoon, like he is a badass when it comes to combiners. Steve, is this the end of the combiners? Do we just get those four? Is Devastator the most deserving to be this high? Is there anything else that we should see combiner wise? I don't think we're going to see another combiner. I think this is the the last nail in the coffin for that. There's so many uh, characters between Beast Wars and Generation 1 that have mm-hmm. not been covered yet that right. I just... If Devastator was always that, that favorite that everybody had. 
Uh, do we have the right four yeah. then with Devastator, Predaking, Bruticus, and Superion? Yeah, I, I think so. so. I mean, Defensor I would have put on too, but to some degree, like he kind of really didn't play much into it. Neither did uh, um, Computron. Computron or. Uh, I was thinking maybe Menasaur. Or yeah, Menasaur. Menasaur yeah. I could have seen too, but he, if you were going to get him, you would almost have to have De- Defensor too. Right. Um, because Superion and Devastator kind of go hand in hand uh, right. to some degrees. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think he's deserving. I put Devastator at 29 on my list. So yeah, a lot of people, actually, almost everybody that ranked him, there was three people out of the 22 that ranked him on the other side of 50. Um, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 of the 22 people had him in the top 25. So pretty overwhelming uh, agreement there that he is deserving to be in the top 25. I would agree with that as well. Even though I had him at 26, it's pretty damn close. The cool Um, thing about Devastator was you could get him as a, you could get the Constructicons as a gift set. If if I'm remembering Mm -hmm. right, I think that was the only way you could get them back in the day. In the world of the Transformers, nothing is what it seems. Meet the Constructicons, six evil robots that transform into one mechanical giant. The Transformers, more than the DBI. The Transformers, That was even before, like, though these were, I, I, there was a few Transformers that my brother owned before mm-hmm. I got my own, and, it, and this was one of the sets that he had already owned, so I don't know how he came about them or what, how they came or whatever. I just remember that I immediately inherited them from him um, yeah. because he was 10 years older than me and I was kind of at the stage where he was too old for toys. Right. So he, he got in right at the end, and then I got to get all of his toys, so... I was happy about it. Um, All right. So that's one Decepticon. We're going to see who comes next. I will tell you this much. It's going to be a character that has appeared on more lists than anybody so far through the countdown. Should we wrap him up and tie him up in a little bow for Megatron? Number 22. So number 22 here, and he has appeared on 27 out of the 33 lists. So only six list was this character omitted from that's the most so far in the entire countdown he is not somebody's number one though the highest that anybody had him ranked was two people had him at number six get out of here leave me alone galvatron it's not me i mean i'm not myself guys we've only had two seekers (laughs) so let's get our third one out of the way this will be Thundercracker. Oh, Thundercracker shit. at number 22. We've only seen Skywarp and Thrust, I believe, was the first one we saw way back yep. at number 96. And then Skywarp was number 36. So now we get Thundercracker at 22. Great working with you, Starscream. Yeah, but even without a new weapon, I can fry your circuits extra crispy. Megatron would love it, but that geeky Starscream would take all the credit. Mike, is that the right order? Thundercracker, then Skywarp, then Thrust? You, yeah, I would put Skywarp ahead of Thundercracker, but that's just me personally. I love Thundercracker's voice in the G1 cartoon. I had Thundercracker and Skywarp at 52 and 53. <laughs> I um, had him at 49. <laughs> 
not because I think they're bad characters at all. There's just so many characters that I feel like got explored more, that were more complex, that had more depth to them. And Thundercracker and Skywarp were like the henchmen. They were like the right and left hand jet or seeker to Starscream in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved their color schemes and I, and I always wanted their toys because I didn't have them when I was a child. I have them now, but I didn't have them as a child. So I, I always liked them as a character. But when I was coming to rank the characters, I just couldn't – like how many big-time stories do you remember involving them compared to – I'm not saying they don't exist, but compared to the number of stories that you see from some of the other characters we're talking about. Yeah. So that's the only reason I had them closer to the, the 50 mark um, versus the 25 mark. But mm-hmm. I don't – I mean it's clearly that they deserve to be talked about at some point during the countdown, right, Mike? Yeah, and for everybody who's interested for the IDW continuity, the 2005 continuity, um, <laughs> Thundercracker has a uh, interesting uh, story in that in that uh, continuity. Interesting. Yeah, there he was... uh, he he adopts a a dog at okay. one point. <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. Um, so there's 12 people that had him in the top 20, 25 ish, and most of those people had him between 14 and 19. Um, Steve, what do you think of Thundercracker coming in here at 22? What's the matter, fearless leader? You and Starscream look real geeky. Maybe the Autobots aren't such wimps after all. Does he have to make that awful thunder noise? I've got a headache. And they call themselves Decepticons. I'm honestly surprised, and I totally forgot about him, uh, despite the fact that... I mean, I had him at 49 on my list, but or 47 on my list, but still, uh, I'm a little surprised he didn't come in sooner. Uh, right. But at the same time, we're getting to those core characters now at this point that, that were featured in Season 1 and uh, parts of Season 2 and, and not after that, mm-hmm. um, unless they were in another series, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised he's here, and I, I did enjoy him and, and Skywarp, even though they didn't get the, the limelight as much as Starscream. Absolutely. So another Seeker joins the group. So far, we've had uh, only three. So let's see where we go to next. How about into the world of the Beast Wars? <sighs> you insolent worms. How dare you? Rank the mighty Megatron at the number 21. However, that is Steve's Megatron's favorite number. So at least I fell in the top 125. However, I will be sending all of you to my Viacons and have your sparks extracted. Yes. Megatron. Megatron. Oh, yes, indeed. (sighs) So let's cut through all right for number 21 like i said before we're going to the world of beast wars we've had 11 of those characters so far so this will represent the 12th in that group on a list from as far as number one to number 62 we're talking about the leader of the predacons beast i knew it megatron (laughs) so now mike and steve's number ones have both fallen um and i'll tell you why beast wars megatron comes in at 21 i think it's the same reason why uh we saw some other things maybe with rodimus prime kind of going back to that frenzy and rumble character thing (laughs) i think people might have 
not put him on because they were putting Megatron on in a way. I don't know if people were just thinking that they could only put one or not because Beast Wars Megatron is on the fewest number of lists of any character today um, in today's episode. So it's Megatron was on 20 lists and Rodimus was on 21. Everybody else is on more lists than that. So I don't know if it's a curse of the Beast Wars with not being on as many lists or if it's a curse of sharing a name with another character that people left him off. But literally 13 people left Beast Wars Megatron off of their list, which is indescribable and unacceptable unless they had all seen Kingdom, which would, would have been impossible. Um, before had before Steve, if, if they had if they had given their lists after Kingdom, I feel like everybody <laughs> would put this Megatron on their list. Um, I, yeah. So, but, but just real quick before anybody else gives their thoughts, let me break it down because he he was ranked super high by those that ranked him. His average mm-hmm. ranking was 14.1, which if I was just making this list based on average ranking, which wouldn't be fair because there should be something that goes for being on all the lists and that type of stuff, uh, he would have ranked number five, I believe, if I'm doing my math correctly. So he would have ranked number five on average ranking because he was ranked number one. Two people had him ranked number two. One pe- person had him ranked number three. One number five. Three six. Uh, two sevens mm-hmm. and a 10. So there was others that had him on the other side of 10, but you know, that many people had him ranked in the top 10, including a lot of first, seconds, thirds, etc. So very well ranked and respected from the people that voted for him. Just not enough people voted for him. And I guess I can partially be to blame. I did vote for him, but I had him at 16. Um, I just had 15 you people. You still that put I th- him on your list. Yes. I had him on my list. I had him at 16. I yeah. will extract your spark and destroy you. And there's going to be a little bit of that going forward because as we get to these iconic, iconic characters, I'm just going to throw something out, guys. There's not a single character that made it on all 33 lists. <laughs> so we can have that argument with a lot of these characters that how can you leave? You had 100 spots and you left V-Swords Megatron off, that same statement is going to be able to be made for a bunch of other characters. You had 100 spots, and you left blank off. So Watch Bumblebee be number one just because it's shoving <laughs> uh, it down her throat. <laughs> then we protest. But, we re-recount. But, Steve, I'll give you a moment to uh, laud Megatron a little bit and to you know kind of make your case for why he should be higher. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, the guy, not only did he steal the golden disc, not only did he start the Beast Wars and take them to Earth, knowing that it was Earth, um, but just the sheer audacity that he has to not care what anybody else thinks and just do what he wants, take over. And, um, I mean, he dealt with so many betrayals by by his own team, by... Um, uh, like bad decisions. And then there were other points where he totally lobotomized the Maximals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you, you take the, also the, the evolution, whether you love it or hate it or not, but beast machines, mm-hmm. the dude won the beast wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. He got back to Cybertron before any of them and destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wiped them all out except for primals, like main, you know, him, Rat Trap, Cheetor, and Black Arachnia, and everybody else was just kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for the fact that the Oracle stepped in, Megatron would have won even in Beast Machines. Right. He's so, a like, great vocal performance, too, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he's... David Kay's awesome. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't top that. Um, 
you know, sorry, Kingdom, but um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Honestly, if I would have seen Kingdom before I made my list, I probably would have docked him a few spots just nah. the crappy way that they depicted him in Kingdom. But, well, I would have had to rank separately for Kingdom. <laughs> like but, the sniveling word. Anyway. But the only ones for Kingdom I would have even put on my list were Megatron and Starscream. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. for, the, for the War for Cybertron trilogy. The rest yep. of them, no. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I would have just ranked Beast Wars Megatron just for the f- sheer fact that it was so horrible. Um, in Kingdom, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised people didn't rank a lot of the Beast Wars characters, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I mean, yeah, I put him as my number one, but he's he, either way, he's top ten material at least. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I had him at number seven. I mean, he, it was. I mean, he more. he took out all of the. I mean, opposition. You know, it mm-hmm. it took the stinking planet to come in and save right. the, the day. Like it's interesting, he, he was. He he took everyone down. Right. <laughs> it's interesting because we kind of get to this point, and I didn't kind of use this as a classification at any point throughout the other three episodes that we've done. You know what I'm talking about, you know, mm-hmm. cars and mini vehicles or whatever. But right. you almost have to have a classification now for leaders. Um, and I think when it comes to the people that were in leadership positions, there's just people that are very much in one camp or the other with each different leader. Like you're either a fan or you're not. And we're going to see quite a few of them today, obviously, as you would expect in the top 25, we've already seen two with Rodimus prime and beast wars Megatron. So I, I think it's interesting. Like I have, I can see everybody making a case for each one being number one, two, three, you know, somewhere in there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how those go down and, and how you guys found it is. It's also very hard for me guys, because you guys kept making jokes at each other that, you know, Oh, somebody's going to be number 25. Somebody's going to be number 25. And I'm staring at the list, knowing that both of your guys are 25 and 21. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to make it to the top 20. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it to the top 20. I might, have, I might lose both co-hosts before we get to the top 20. So I'm glad you guys are, are still on board. Nobody has, uh, has killed the other person or anybody. So that's good. So, well, first of all, I can't kill Steve because he needs to run the website and do his damn job. Second of all, he can't kill me because I'm the one doing all the editing. So there's no way we were ever going to kill each other. It's all in good fun. And Hey, I like which I one's said, the parasite and which one's the host? I don't know. Uh-huh. So like I said, Rodimus made the top 25. I'm happy. I'm absolutely ecstatic. If Rodimus, if, oh God, I, I would go crazy. If Rodimus was 99 and Frenzy was 25, I'd go nuts. You, we, we'd have a riot on our hands. But, you know, not really, no. Uh, <laughs> have you seen what has happened in the last year in this country? Anyway. Um, but, no, I mean, that's where they fall. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. They both made it into the top of the countdown. No, that's the, great. The true, the true test of this will be to see who comes <clears throat> afterwards. <laughs> yes. Now Steve's going to be comparing, you're each going to be comparing each character that we name for the rest of the way and saying uh, Megatron yeah. or Rodimus should be better than that one. Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, why did, why did, uh, um, oh, let's see. That's going to, it's going to, it's literally going to happen in the next pick. So I can't so wait. Why did Defense Or get number two and, and <laughs> yeah. get number one? All right. Wait, we, trigger happy. Where the hell did that come from? He's, he's that, in the Headmasters. That, that would have been yeah, like the I, one, I that would have been like the one countdown where we ended up having a lot more people that had grown up in the 90s than we had expected. And then all of a sudden, all the Disney movies from the 90s were beating out like <laughs> good stuff. I was like, what is happening? Anyways, we've had three 
evil characters in a row, you could say, with Devastator, Thundercracker, and Megatron. Let's see if that streak continues next. Oh, it's time for number 20. All right. As they said, this is number 20. So now we are into our top 20. One group of uh, categories that we haven't seen yet today would be the Autobot cars. So let's go to a G1 Autobot car, but he's also been very much present in a lot of other um, iterations. This was one of my childhood favorites um, as, uh, you know, growing up on G1. I loved this character. I wish he would have got more time since then or in G1. I feel like he kind of got lost in the shuffle, but we're talking about... Butrex report. We are being followed. The police car named Prowl. (laughs) Stay clear, Blue Streak. So Prowl is at number 20. He was on 26 list, average ranking of 32. Highest anybody had him ranked was number 9. Um, and he went all the way to 95. I had him ranked 19th. Um, he comes in here at 20th. Um, I just really liked the look of the G1 Prowl. I don't know if it was because my dad was a police officer part-time and I just liked the police officer look. Mm-hmm. I just, but the red, the red, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call those, not eyebrows, but the, you know, the face pieces above his eyes looked cool. Um, so I really thought he was a cool looking character. I was always sad because like Mirage, he was one of the toys that I had that was busted at a very early stage. Um, so I never had him really in full piece. I need to, I need to go get a Mirage and a Prowl that are like fully together because both of mine are broken in pieces um but i always wanted one because i thought he was a cool character and i liked his head head uh mold as well so um it's hard with the autobot cars for me you know we've had a few of them um so far that we've talked about and i think again it's like everybody has their favorites like we've already talked about hound and mirage who i really liked as well and I don't know what separates, like why Hound at 45, Mirage at 39, and Prowl at 20. Um, they all seem so similar to me, and it's hard to distinguish one from the other as far as being more worthy. But I don't know. I would almost put them all together. But Prowl at 19, Mike, what do you think? Or 20, excuse me. 20. My 19, the list is 20. <laughs> no, I love G1 Prowl. I love animated Prowl. Again, as I will say for every pick that I know features in IDW, IDW Prowl is next, like he's literally over 9,000 in that, and it's just crazy. But G1 Prowl, again, Michael Bell is the voice. You can't go wrong with Michael Bell. Maybe that's why I liked him so much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what always confuses me and what always confused me as a kid confuses me now as 41 years old, that his battle computer was damaged and he couldn't link up to Teletran 1. He had to find a different battle computer, which eventually he found Chip Chase, and he's constantly questioning the human, like, why did you have me perform that action? Why did you have me do this? But no, I always loved Prowl. Prowl was always always so awesome. I always, 
liked it when Prowl and Blue Streak were in the same scenes together because essentially it's Michael Bell talking to Casey Kasem. I always thought that was so cool. Uh, and specifically to add to the animated version, you got Jeff Bennett, the voice of Johnny Bravo, as the voice of Prowl, who is this cyber ninja who, you know, completely different personality, black and gold motorcycle. Absolutely awesome. Great, great stuff. Absolutely love Prowl. He was one of the... he His character dying in the movie was almost more um, jarring to me emotionally than any other death in that movie. Like, I don't know if it's just because you get the his looking right at you in the face and then his eyes and his mouth that are... And I don't on know. It's just like, yep. Yeah, like I that one was almost more traumatic. I wouldn't say like to Optimus Prime, but like more than any of the other characters that died for me was when I saw Prowl die. I was like, oh my goodness, no, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorites. But uh, Steve, I know he's a spot higher than Beast Wars Megatron. But what do you think about Prowl? I don't. I mean, I I've not watched T one as much, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just basing it off that. Um, but I don't remember him getting as much characterization as per right. se, like an. Or, uh, I mean, for crying out loud, I remember more about like Power Glide and some of the other ones. <laughs> um, I, I think he was just kind of there, more like Inferno was. It just yeah, depends. It it depends, and it like it depends on what they're what he's being used for, kind of thing yeah. in G one. Like, again, so many characters. Even before we got to Rebirth, and they added 120 new ones. You look at the early roll calls in the early episodes where. Jazz would call out Hound, Mirage, Blue Streak, blah, 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 Prowl, blah, 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 blah. Like, because the. Well, originally, originally in the G1 cartoon, he is almost like a second in command. Right, yeah. Originally. Yeah. I'm not saying they stick with that very long, but. No, no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. About 15 people had him ranked in today's episode. So a lot of people had him in the top 25. But again, on 26 list. So that helped him get to the spot that he was. Uh, we're going to see if we have any controversy with our next pick. I know some people had a problem with our number. Let's see. What was it here with our number 88 rank? We'll see if anybody has a problem with our 19 rank next. I have summoned you here for a purpose. Number 19. All right. We are up to point totals in the 1700s, almost 1800s. This character made it onto 27 lists. That's as many as Thundercracker, and that's the record right now. Average ranking of 34.4. He comes in here at 19. A lot of people, when we revealed number 88, said, wait a second, this isn't a Transformer when we talked about the uh, Quintessons. I don't know if people will have the same uh, argument or not, but this individual definitely transforms. We're talking about the Chaos Bringer, Unicron, at number 19. You belong to me. No. What is this I sense? The taint of Primus? Awaken. Mike, what do you think? I have this one classified as an uh, alien. <laughs> no, he counts. I mean, he's not hes not affiliated with Autobot or Decepticons, but he is a Transformer. He goes from one mode to the other right. mode and back. It's not like he... It would be a huge difference if you got, like, Kranix. I don't know if the, the the people on that planet, I don't know if they transform or not. I assume they did, but whatever. But, you know, it would be, you know, but having the Chaos Bringer at 19, that's interesting. Now I really don't know where anybody else is going to fall. 
I, I didn't know in the beginning, but I'm just saying, like, having him here, how the hell can you go past the the, the Destroyer of Worlds? I mean, that's uh, within two picks, we've gotten rid of two of the biggest, uh, you know, antagonists in the entire franchise with Beast Wars, Megatron, and now Unicron. That's two of the biggest baddies you can have. So it's definitely interesting. Steve, what do you think of Unicron being here at 19? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not um, a Unicron fan? I, I don't know. I think he's an overused gimmick in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, there was an entire trilogy that circled around him, and then they've brought him into the War for Cybertron trilogy. He's it rumors that they're going to have something to do with him in Rise of the Beasts, and then I, I think that this and the AllSpark need to be retired for a while, <laughs> um, which is why I put him at number 85. i had him ranked at 31 um you know i thought top 50 material but i couldn't put him in the top 25 12 people disagree with me because 12 people had him in the top 20 um didn't get any higher rank than number four though two people had him at number four um so i mean it's hard because he is like the the it's like when you watch like um like when a batman movie is rumored or a Batman story, and you're like, well, it's going to be the Joker. Like, there might be a thousand other bad guys that he can put against, but the end-all, be-all is they're going to put him against the Joker. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, what they do with Transformers. Whenever they're trying, whenever a new person is trying to make a story, they're like, well, what are we going to go to for the ultimate villain? Oh, we're going to go to Unicron. Um, and there's other there's, ways that they can go, so. Yeah. For me, I had him 10 higher than Steve, so I had him at 75 on my list. Uh... The thing about Unitron is, yes, you're right. He is the ultimate end-all, be-all, oh my god, how are we going to beat this thing? Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, is that the three voices that I have personally heard, because I have not heard anything Mm -hmm. else, between Orson Welles, John Noble, and whomever does it in uh, Kingdom, I dig all three of them. Orson yep. Welles will always be Unicron, but what John Noble did in in Prime and what they did with Unicron in Prime, basically ma- making you know him the the center of evil at you know on Earth kind of thing, and what he what, you know what was done you know oh, I must I must rethink this I must this I must that whatever in Kingdom that's all well good and fine did i ever expect unicron to be this high at all no not really but i can do you think, see it do you think he got uh extra points from anybody because of the eight thousand foot six thousand dollar unicron toy that came out this year it was Sorry. a six hundred dollar toy but it was uh, it was more expensive than anybody should ever well i mean you know it, it, it is what it is I mean, hey look snake mountain was the same price so <laughs> But, you know, whatever it is. The other thing I'll say before we move on is, yes, I do agree, as I already said, about him being the end-all, be-all. In third, at the time, when the 2005-2019 20, universe, 20-whatever, 20, the 2005-IDW universe, they didn't bring him in until they wanted to end the universe. So it was a solid 13 years of stories before right. they brought him in, and when they brought him in, it was like, "Oh shit, what are we going to do now?" I, I just, I, I don't, yeah, I just don't feel like he, he always has to go to that, though. I feel like, and I'm not trying to take away; he is a badass, you know, mm-hmm. very intimidating character, et cetera, et cetera. You know, changed 
people to other people and reanimated them and things of that nature, whatever. I was always more intrigued with the, the quintesson, oh, the quintesson, the quintessons, um, storylines when I was growing up. I thought that was more intriguing as like a, a big baddie to have. So I almost wish that they would be used a few more times than, than Unicron. I know they have more in, in recent times, but you know, and there's other things that you can, other places you can go. Like just, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't always be Unicron because then it becomes too predictable, but not taken away from him he deserves to be in the top 100 there's no doubt about that so let's see we've already had a few leaders here with rodimus and beast wars megatron i guess you could call unicron a leader in ways but uh in a different way we're gonna have a leader next too so let's see which one we go with let's hope it isn't leader one you go bots he's knocking the countdown no number 18 well that's just prime all right, next up is a character that made 17 people's top 25. On 23 list total, average ranking of 21.4. He's coming in at number 18 here. It's another leader. This time we're going with... Let's do it! Optimus Primal. Then we may have to accept a rather unexpected development, friends. It looks like the Maximals have won the Beast Wars. Optimus Primal at number 18. Most common ranking was 11. Four people had him at 11. I had him at 17, which was a little bit... I had Beast Wars Megatron at 16, and then I had Optimus Primal at 17, because I think Beast Wars Megatron is a better character. And I'm not taking away from Optimus Primal. I just, for some reason, was never drawn to him as much as some of the other leaders. (sighs) Just no pleasing some people. That being said, I'm 100% that he deserves to be in the top 25. Well, that's just Prime. But Steve, you're the Beast Wars expert, so what do you think about Optimus Primal here at 18? I I think part of what pushed him this high is because he was in Beast Wars 2. He was in Combiner Wars. Um, So I think that that has a lot of play into it because he was put back in the public eye and... Not that it was Gary Chalk, um, which I'll take Ron Perlman any day over what we got in Kingdom, but um, <clears throat> which we're getting in Rise of the Beast now. But I think he definitely deserves to be here. And uh, the the one thing that he had up on Prime is that he would die every season and come back, <laughs> practically. Uh, he did it even in Beast Machines, which was hilarious. But mm-hmm. uh, but I I feel like. We got just as much of him as we did Megatron, but I feel like Megatron didn't quite devolve when he hit Beast Machines, whereas Primal, I feel like, just became kind of weak and not his old... You know, he wasn't really what he was in the previous series. So, I don't know. I I feel like him being here is good, and he deserves top 25, but I don't know if he deserves to beat Megatron over that. Yes. Nobody had him ranked number one. Nobody had him ranked number two. So the highest he got was number three. But he wins out by being on three more lists than, just for example, than Beast Wars Megatron. He made three more lists than him, which is why he probably edges them out a little bit here. And on top of some of his rankings, he had a lot of you know top 10 rankings, 11, 12, stuff like that. So I would put Beast Wars Megatron a little bit higher. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I had Optimus at 12. I like him in Beast Wars, especially once we get to season three and we get Optimal Optimus. How do you feel? In a word, pride. Beast Machines, I like him, but... Optimus. The reformatting. 
drained me for now. You must carry on without me. Until I regain my strength, you will lead. Me? You wouldn't even be hurt if it wasn't for me. You were right to trust your instincts. They made him... Optimus! What's happening to you? Sit. Eat. Get strong. No way. Someone around here has to be responsible. Because, again, they were doing this whole, and Bob Skier told, told us this years ago, this whole religious novel for television kind of thing where Megatron believed one thing and Optimus believed the other thing kind of thing. And, you know, you can look at Beast Machines and say, yeah, half the time, Cheetor was the leader of the Maximals because Optimus was either too weak, needed to rest because of his connection to the Oracle, everything else. So his character, I feel, did degrade between actually both Optimus and Megatron. Megatron, not so much, because Megatron was afflicted by a, a what he would call a disease more than anything else. The disease of his uh, mongrel beast mode. But um, I, I'm glad Optimus Primal is here. I don't necessarily like Steve said. I don't necessarily think he should be higher. Like I think basically these should be swapped. Beast Wars Megatron should be here. Optimus should be, you know, where, where Beast Wars Megatron is. I think that would be perfect. But I'm fine with him being where, you know, because, the, you know, we had 33 people in total vote on all this. You've already said in this episode 3,000 votes kind of thing. So, hey, the chips fell where they fell. Yep. What we can do about it now. This isn't Florida. We don't recount, folks. Although 10 people left Optimus Primal off their list as well. So um, it's interesting. All right. We are in the top 20 territory. We've had Unicron. We've had Optimus Primal. Let's see who comes in next. I'll tell you this much. It's going to be another person's number one. It's time for number 17. (laughs) All right. That's right. It's number 18. We're going with Transformers AD's number one pick. Similar to Mike. Sim- or 17, excuse me, similar to Mike's number one pick, although this time it's the younger version. We're going with Hot Rod at number 17. Come out, Autobot! We all must die sometime! Not today, Galvatron! You got the touch! You got the... Arise, Rodimus Prime! Optimus! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people had him in the top ten. A bunch of other people had him in the top twenty-five. Of all the second glitch diode blowing dimwittery, you left a piece out. No way, you're just a little stiff. Anyway, all things considered, you did an amazing job, lad. Amazing. Really? Yeah, you even got rid of a nasty bar on my rotator. Now let's find a Dinobots and get off this twisted planet. I had him ranked 30 spots, 32 spots higher than Rodimus. Why? Because Hot Rod was cooler before he became Rodimus. Hey, Cop, don't you think we have better things to do now than tell old stories? Like what? Like maybe figure out how we're going to rescue our friends and then save Cybertron. In my opinion. And then he became Rodimus and screwed a whole bunch of stuff up. One down, millions to go. They've stopped firing. I know, and it worries me. Let's do what they don't expect! Ha! 
under attack! I think this is a case where, you know, you have two characters that are very similar. Was it split? Were some people voting for one over the other? Or did people vote for both of them and just prefer one over the other? Overall, Hot Rod beats out Rodimus by whatever we're at, eight spots here. Mm. Um, So it's interesting. Mike, what do you feel about this? The Matrix. It's gone. And with it, all hope. No! Galvatron has it. Where's Galvatron? Where is he? And the answer is... They're the same guy. <laughs> like, it's, it's the whole Megatron-Galvatron thing. It's the same character. It's just... It, it is. Uh, it is. Anyway. Uh, no, I... Yay. He beat out Beast Wars Megatron. That's oh awesome. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, no, I loved Hot Rod when I first saw him. I, I, you know, I loved what he did in the movie. You love uh, that he killed Prime? He didn't kill Optimus <laughs> did. Prime. Optimus had, Prime had killed not, himself. No. Oh, he, he didn't commit suicide. Involved, had he not gotten involved, Prime would have lived. It Optimus says so Prime's in the actions led to his own death. No. Yes. Yeah, had he just he should have just killed Hot Rod with Megatron and everything <laughs> would have been fine. Uh, you're just jealous. No. Because your no, guy is down you there. You refuse to admit that Deviations shows that it's true. It's canon. Yes, but Deviations is a separate universe. Deviations doesn't count. Children. Children. Anyway, uh, what I love about Hot Rod is that, again, as I mentioned earlier about Rodimus, he was that character to kind of look up to and kind of look at and say, oh, I kind of find myself in his shoes. Oh, I was young and brash and, and, and everything else and... You know, before he oh. ends up before he ends up becoming Rodimus, him and Cup have, you know, that kick ass demolition derby and that's awesome. All I know is that this character here at number seventeen should be flipped with the number thirty three. That's right, Hot Rod should be number thirty three, Springer should be seventeen. Hell no, what the hell's wrong Springer, with you? Because Springer the, would yes, not have gotten I, in the I way. I endorse this message. <laughs> the, the opinions of the Geekcast Radio Network do not necessarily reflect Optimus Solo. They do. No, they don't. Because they do in this no, no, um, they don't. I, I have veto. Hell Springer no. would not have gotten in the way. Um, anyways, I I get it. Some people like Hot Rod. Some people like Rodimus. I'm not surprised that we see at least one, if not both of them, here on the countdown. I liked Hot Rod as a character up until the movie, and then I disliked him, and then he... Up until the movie, he debuted in the movie. That's right. So I liked him up until the movie, and then I didn't like him anymore. (laughs) I liked him in the movie until he kills Optimus, and then they reward him. He doesn't kill Optimus. He doesn't. And then they they take the character that should have been the leader, Ultra Magnus, and that doesn't work out. the The writer should have figured that out. And then they give it to this punk, and then it's all downhill from there. I'm just going off on a tangent because I'm a Springer fan. Hey, hey but, the uh, Matrix chose him. The Matrix didn't choose Ultra Magnus. But he didn't choose the Matrix, so it didn't work out anyways. So I don't know, Steve. Final thoughts on Hot Rod? <laughs> swap him. Uh, swap him with uh, with uh, Devastator. There we go. All right. We want we have multiple votes for swapping Hot Rod with somebody else. I like it. Hell no. All right. Let's go from one leader to another. Let's see. Well, one young gonna-be leader in the future, I guess, if you want to call that for Hot Rod, to a, another leader coming up next. It's time for number 16. Open. Damn it, open. 
this person was not on anybody's number one list, but he was on 27 lists. So that matches Unicron and Thundercracker for the most so far. The highest he was ranked was actually seven. But then a slew of people had him from 12 to 22, like a whole lot of people. Um, and then some people had him in the 30s, 40s, 60s, 80s. He's just on a lot of lists. But this proves that he was the more worthy person coming in one spot higher than Hot Rod is Ultra Magnus at number 16. So um, we're just getting a slew of leaders here, guys. So we've had Rodimus, we've had Beast Wars Megatron, Optimus Primal, now Ultra Magnus. I always loved Ultra Magnus as a kid. I love Robert Stack as a voice. I thought that was cool. I thought his look was, even though the the you know the truck part was the same the as Optimus, truck, yeah. Um, I still loved the carrier aspect that you could actually put the cars yeah. on their multiple levels, things of that nature. So I always wished Ultra Magnus would have gotten a better story in G1 than he did. I'm sure he did get better stories in comics or other things, but I am a huge Ultra Magnus fan. I always love it when he shows up. So I'm fine with him here. I had him at number 12. He comes in here at number 16. Open. Damn it, open! Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the Matrix! Never! Steve, what do you think about Ultra Magnus? You mean the, the guy that should have taken over for Hot Yes, Rock? yes. No. Oh, or for Prime in yes. there? No. Yeah, yeah. He's um, just a soldier. He's not worthy. Uh, and Hot Rod was a, a young Turbo, you know... <laughs> Turbo Punk, so it is what it is. <laughs> um, turbo Revan Punk, so yes, yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy with Ultra Magnus beating out Hot Rod and Rodimus, so and and Unicron, and that's true. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. that, that that green piece of puke is way back in the back. Yay! Green piece of puke. That helicopter, that green piece of puke, that home wrecker. Oh, my God. Okay, we're not going to let Mike <laughs> talk about Ultra Magnus then. He's just gone off the rails. No, no, no. Um, Seriously, though, Ultra Magnus. I love Robert Stack's voice for him, but what Jack Angel did with him in Season 3, I absolutely dug that, too. Oh, yeah, me too. And again, I will bring it up because I bring it up every everything I can mention. Hey, Skylinks, who's your new interior decorator? Skylinks is not here. Rodimus... What do you mean Skylinks is... Rodimus! Listen, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm not taking any more of this! I always knew you were hot-headed, but what the... An illusion! You've got until the count of one to open these bars. One. You'll love what they did. If, if you want Ultra Magnus, the leader or the whatever kind of thing, you'll love what they did with him in IDW. It's it's a very cool storyline. He's also He also gave us like the most quoted thing that we've quoted on the network, I'm pretty sure, at least between Mike and I, with the o- <laughs> mm-hmm. open, damn it. Open, <laughs> damn it, open. Yep. So, all right. So, from here on out, it's the top 15 territory coming up next. It's time for number 15, Vermin. All right. You know what we haven't done yet, guys? We haven't had a character that was two people's number one. So, <laughs> oh, man. 
So let's have two people's number ones fall. That's Cole Krishna and Triple Takeover. Both of their number ones come in here. Two number one rankings, two number three rankings, a number four, two fives, a six, an eight, two nines, and a ten. Impressive. So a lot of love for this character. On 24 list, we're talking about Dinobot. An excellent idea. Dinobot. Another Beast Wars character coming in here at number 15. Steve, I'll let you go first. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I did rank him at number 5, so I'm I'm happy he made it. Granted, most of my top 5 was Beast Wars, so right. I I don't know. I'm I'm happy that he made it. I I'm still like I said a little uh, upset that he that Megatron didn't beat him out just because mm-hmm. of the fact that he outlived him uh by many many seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. But Dinobot had this this nice arc, though, that went from Predacon to Traitor to challenging the Maximals to having to learn to get along with those Maximals, and then a lot of back-and-forth internal struggles with, you know, what to do when he was among his old comrades again. Right. And, and then you have him uh, realizing that Megatron is dangerous and... Uh, in order to save the the proto humans decides to take out the whole preds and the way that he went out was so earned and tell my tale to those who ask tell it truly the ill deeds along with the good and let me be judged accordingly the rest is silence heartfelt that it was like Beast Wars uh, Optimus Prime moment, but using Dinobot. And yeah. so it was very strong and very emotional. And I, I definitely see why he's here. Plus, the amount of comedic gold between him and Rat Trap is mm-hmm. nothing short of hilarious. And you know, these caverns gotta lead to his lab. I know nothing of the sort, for unlike you, I do not spend my time scurrying through sewers. Yeah? Well, a sewer smells better than your breath, Bronto Brain. You'll get used to it when I bite your useless head off. I agree. I had him ranked number 10 overall, so he did make my top 10 uh, as well. Um, I do. I would not have uh, predicted that he was going to beat both Optimus Primal and Beast Wars Megatron when this whole thing, whole project started, that's for sure. I ranked him so high, though, because of a lot of the stuff you're talking about. Not only is he just a complete badass, like if you look him up on uh, tfwiki.net, like the main picture that's at the top of the page, that just tells you what kind of a badass he is right there. It's such a cool, cool image. But not just because he's such a badass, but like Steve's talking about his, his arc, his depth when it comes to character. Um, you know, all the stuff that he's dealing with. And I'm so glad that they kind of continued that a little bit with War for Cybertron Kingdom with him. So one of the highlights for me from that, uh, series was that they kind of kept some of that character development, some of that complexity into Dinobot and kind of carried that forward. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and he's one of those characters that kind of played both sides in a way. I, I would say he's probably the, one of the 
most well done when it comes to that. I mean, we did get to see that a lot from Beast Wars, you know, with Black Arachnia too, and you know, Tarantulas was always trying to play both sides a little bit, but I think Dinobot's the one that kind of exemplifies that. So I am fine with him being here at number fifteen. He's only, you know, like I said, I had him number ten, so I can definitely see it. Uh, Mike, what do you think? No, I love Dinobot. I think it's great that he comes in here, and I think it's always great when he gets the upper hand on Megatron. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> By the pit, how much of this gribble must I endure? And again, going to the current IDW comics, what they're doing with him so far in the Beast Wars comic is really, really cool. Yeah, Very, very season one kind of thing. They take the the story and kind of flip it a little bit. So it's not just a, a recap of the cartoon and, and whatever. Right. And, and his, like you guys have already mentioned his heroism and everything else. And I got to say though, I, I, there's two scenes. I absolutely love the Dinobot clone in number one, when he transforms and shreds Waspinator and you see Waspinator just floating down in paper shreds. And then number two, when Rampage's spark is finally extinguished and he gets back his his honor, his this, his that, and he stands up to Megatron and defeats him. Right. So, Steve, that is our 14th Beast Wars character. 15th. That's oh, no, our 14th, 14th Beast okay. Wars character. Um, is that it? I would be surprised if we saw the other ones in the show or in this, this top 100 from the show. Because, uh, right. I mean, we only have Air Razor, uh, Quick Strike, and uh, Tiger Hawk and Terrorosaur left, and Scorponok. And I honestly don't see them showing up. Right. So, might be the last of the Beast Wars. If so, that means Dinobot reigns supreme. I would not have predicted that. All right. <laughs> let's see who else makes our top 15. Number 14. But Prime! When are we going to start busting Deceptive Chops? Let's go back to the world of G1 and Autobot cars. This is one that I have a slight problem with. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I understand that a lot of people love this character. A lot of people are also going to love uh, another one or two characters that we're going to talk about today that I just never quite gravitated towards. I liked some of their compatriots better. Um, but that's not saying they're good characters. Obviously, they got a lot of universal love, and this will set a new record because um, he's on 28 lists. So the first time we've seen somebody on 28 lists. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're talking about Ironhide. Leak and lubricant. My weapons specialist, Ironhide. You feeling lucky, punk? Just kidding. I just wanted to show him my cannons. Like I said, a lot of people love him. I get it. He's been in, like, Basically, every series, um, every continuity, I feel like he pops up somewhere. Um, I just was, he's a red van. Like, what the f, f do people give a, about a red van? Um, I had him ranked at 69 um, because I just never gravitated towards him. It's Ironhide. I can't move. At least you can still talk, old buddy. Where'd you get hit? Back in somewhere. Think my linkage is busted. I'll check it. Get him inside. You gave us all a pretty good scare. It's been worse. I remember the time on Cybertron. Save the war stories, hotshot. Just remember there's a thin line between being a hero and being a memory. Maybe Ironhide's ready for a nice, cushy office job. Hey, no way. Soon as Ratchet tightens a few bolts, I'll be right back in action. We'll see. It's a cool voice, but why? Why do I want to? Why do I want to like a red van? Mike, do you like Ironhide? I like Ironhide. I know. I, 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 I be like, more positive for me, because otherwise people I, I like, shit on me. <laughs> I'll be I positive. Like, I like that Ironhide has no head. <laughs> No, Ironhide, I, I dig him. Like you said, it's Peter Cullen as, as Ironhide, and he's got so many quotable lines from G1. Uh, again, I will always go to the... He's from the future in IDW, so he has a whole storyline about the guilt he feels about being from the future and not being able to change what eventually happens kind of thing and that and everything else. And then you get to say what you will about it, but you get to animated and the live action movies and animated. He wasn't that wasn't that prevalent. He actually just had one background scene in the Autobot camp episode where they go and they tell Bumblebee's backstory kind of thing. He's part of the elite guard in animated and they literally took his name literal. That's his power in animated. He can go from orange to being hard-ass silver, and he has an iron hide kind of thing. But in the movies, say what we will about Michael Bay in the movies and the stories and the whatever, you can't go wrong with Jess Harnell as the voice of Ironhide. Yeah, I just wanted true. to show her my cannons. <laughs> <laughs> 14 people had him in the top 25. Nobody had him higher than eight, though. So not anybody had him in the top seven. Um, but just a lot of love overall. 28 people ranked him. So only five people left Ironhide off. Steve, what do you think about him coming in here at 14? I mean, I ranked him pretty close to this anyway. But it's more so just because I like the characterization. Yeah, the the red van thing was kind of lame. I mean, I was being uh, a little bit sarcastic, but <laughs> well, but I mean, it is kind of lame. I mean, when right. you look at it, he's he's an old minivan, uh, and then and so is Ratchet for that matter. But 
I I love the character just because he's he's gung ho, ready to get in the battle. He's uh, he's versatile, and he's voiced by uh, Peter Cullen. Uh, but also the fact that he's basically like him, Jazz, and and Prowl, and and Bumblebee, and some of those they they all kind of take turns being second in command. Right. Um, and so it's always fun when I see Ironhide take charge. Especially when you get to have Ironhide and Optimus Prime talk to each other. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike, you hit it on the on the head. I know it was a Diaclone, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that the toy has no head always bugged me. It just always really bugged me. I, I never, mean, I never, ever wanted Ratchet and Ironhide, no. and I never had them. The other thing I want to bring up about him is, as we've kind of been joking about, is, you know, he's just a red man, blah, blah, blah. There's an episode, and I forget what it is off the top of my head. I normally know it. But there's an episode where we see the inside of the back of his van. He has Blaster and Soundwave next to each other. Both cassette decks are inside Ironhide. How does he not know Soundwave's there? How does he not sense something is wrong kind of thing? But it is what it is. Right. All right. Well, that takes us about halfway through today's reveal. So we are going to take a quick break before we come back and reveal the top 13 characters. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toy Cast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toy Box Soapbox, 60, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Hey gamers, TV's Mr. Neil here. The Gaming Hipster is my personal podcast in which I take you on a journey through my history of gaming, both new and old. Each month is a new topic show in which I bring you my console memories, give reviews of my favorite video games, and talk with cool guests. People have made cartridges that will actually play Netflix on Nintendo. I was making sure that I got everything. I was writing it all down. They fixed that for the third fake prototype. (laughs) And that's the first time I remember seeing real animated boobs. Find the podcast at geekcastradio.com or on Spotify. You can also hear a deluxe version of the gaming hipster at ravinghipster.com or patreon.com slash mr neil for two dollars a month you can hear longer versions of the podcast with after show segments and stuff too raw for the internet you also get various topic shows my commentary podcast the big bad movie show commercial free geek cast stuff and more all at patreon.com slash mr neil and ravinghipster.com what was that universal greeting again never mind i remember 
Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Hey all, P.R. here, inviting you to come over and check out my channel on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash P.R., P-E-A-U-G-H. We got Transformers uh, for the most part. We got some action figures. Whatever we really strikes my fancy and looks cool and uh, feel like checking out. So come over here. We got some tabletop gaming now over there. But uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for watching. I hope uh, everybody's having a great time. And uh, just come over and have some fun. YouTube.com slash P.R. Thanks. Hello? Anyone there? Is he gone? Are they gone for a sec? Okay, so they don't know I'm here, but I'm Mikey from Moonbase 2, and we're a Transformers podcast that occasionally talks about Transformers and mostly talks about everything else. And um, since we sent in some answers to this top uh, 100 Transformers, I thought I'd just stick this little segment in when they were editing when no one was looking. And if you're interested in us, we talk about comics, we talk about the movies, we talk about cartoon shows, we mostly talk about news at the moment because nothing else is happening. And uh, we also do Patreon-exclusive shows. You can check us out at moonbase2.lipson.com and we're on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash moonbase2. And we've got the Moonbase2 Twitter. And you can send us an email at moonbase2 at gmail.com. And really anything. And, and, you know, just don't tell them I was here. It's lovely talking to you. Enjoy the show. Toycast is back. We are talking toys once more here on the GeekCast Radio Network's Toy and Action Figure Podcast. From breaking into the display case to our toy topic talk and the brand new Origins in Toy Collections where we get guests to tell us their toy story of how they got into toy collecting. Toycast is the only toy podcast you will ever need. Find us on GeekCastRadio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. Now go forth, transform and transcend your toy collecting today while listening to ToyCast. It's time for number 13. Alright, let's get back into it. As you just said, this is number 13. And interesting, because it's very similar to where we were just at, in a way. Both on 28 lists, both Autobots, both Autobot cars from G1. The highest ranked was number 7, just like Ironhide before was highest ranked at number 8. I had this person a lot higher, though, than Ironhide. I had Ironhide <laughs> at 69. I have this person at 18. He comes in here at 13. It's Wheeljack. 
I'll admit they're kind of clumsy, but lately I've been teaching them to use their powers with a little more finesse. Beryllium baloney, Wheeljack. Once a dino klutz, always a dino klutz. But go ahead with your demonstration. It'll only prove my point. <clears throat> I think you're gonna eat those words on a silicon wafer. Let's show up. I was always a bigger fan of Wheeljack than a lot of the other cars. Like, I would take Wheeljack and Prowl and Hound and Mirage mm-hmm. way over Ironhide, Ratchet, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I just loved the the scientist aspect, the engineer aspect. The He's been played different ways and different, you know, continuities, obviously. But uh, also the look was way cooler. Like, you have a, a cool-ass car. You have the the whatever you want to call the things that are sticking mm-hmm. out from his shoulders. I, I don't know car terminology very well. Um, the voice was cool. So I'm a big fan of Wheeljack. I had him in my top 20, so I have no problem with him being here at number 13. Um, Mike, you go first. What do you think about Wheeljack here? Yeah, I love Wheeljack. Wheeljack is awesome. Wheeljack created some of the greatest Transformers in history with the Dinobots. It's kind of true. It is true. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I love what they did with him in Prime. I thought that was really, really cool, giving him some swords and things like that. So fun. Uh, yeah, That's I a lot mean, of- yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, I did not, like, I did not even remember that it was Chris's voice. Because, again, all of these guys, all of these old school voice actors back then, were voicing so many characters and sometimes there would be modulation on them. And yeah. sometimes like Chris Latta could have been voicing God knows how many of these guys. And I am sure he was, and he did. Uh, the cool thing for me, even though it didn't always sometimes match up, I love that his, um, his, I'm going to call them mutton chops. They're not mutton chops. I know they're not. But his his side pieces on his face that they blink blue whenever he talks kind of thing. I always dug right. that. And I, think an, I think another thing that I always appreciated about Wheeljack was, and maybe this would be something that kind of up Steve, ups Steve's alley here, is to me, and I'm not talking about color schemes or things like that, but I feel like his toy, his G1 toy, fit the G1 cartoon way better than some of the other ones we got. Um, you know, just looking at who, who we just had, you know, Ironhide to me, obviously does not, his toy does not look like the cartoon. His, you know, the cartoon has a head, the toy doesn't. Um, and things of that nature. Like there was other ones that were, you know, farther away, some that were closer. I always thought Wheeljack, like the toy is what I expected it to look like. Yeah. Like, so that I think made me drawn to him more than some of these other characters that I felt like there was a disconnect between the toys and the, and the cartoon. Yeah. The original G one toy was really cool and very interesting. Uh, and like you said, it's very on model. I do love the generations version mm-hmm. of him because it's essentially a modern version of the G one toys. That was very, very cool. And I think so far just scrolling the toy, article on transformers wiki uh that was yeah to me personally that was the best one we had was the the generations wheeljack steve wheeljack fan or no i like wheeljack um even my kids like wheeljack (laughs) um so they have they have good taste plus they like that he created the dinobots right so to to them that's that's the most awesome aspect right 
Um, yeah, I have no problem with him being here. I think people could argue about his exact placement, where he should be, where he shouldn't be, but I think top 25 is good, good ground for him. Um, definitely top 50. Um, so that's number 13. Let's see who comes in next. It's number 12. Die, Autobots. All right, we're going to have another leader. It's been a little while since we had that, all the way down at 16 with Ultra Magnus. So let's get another one here with number 12. Again, nobody had this person ranked number one, two, or three. The highest ranking was number four, um, and that would be by Rodimus Primal. Um, but about 10 people had him in the top 10. We are going to go with, and this could cause controversy as well, I guess, from some people, but we separated these guys out. We're going with number 12, Galvatron. Unicron, my master. With this, I shall make you my slave. Decepticons, your leader has returned! Long live the Empire! Long live... <laughs> Galvatron! <laughs> so, Galvatron comes in here at number 12 on 27 lists. It's a lot of lists. Like I said, a lot of people had him in the top 10. I had him at number 9. Um, I definitely consider him a different character. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's the same, but it's not. Um, it, so. it, 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 they are different characters in certain continuities, but when, right. specifically to the cartoon and the movie, they are the same person. Is this the fate of the mighty Decepticon Empire? In the days of Megatron, it was not like this. You mean Galvatron? So, Mike, what do you think about Galvatron being in the number 12 spot? Apparently, he's a better leader than Beast Wars Megatron. And I don't, I don't see Prime. that. He, <laughs> he, got, he got nerfed by Scorponok. He, he well, he beat Rodimus Prime by way more spots. Yeah, so, sure. But which is good because it's still Megatron. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate and really enjoy what Spock did with him in the movie. However, I absolutely love crazy ass voice frank welker in season three the fact that and i've seen in very i believe it was ronimus primal's interview with with flint dilly where he was talking about what was going on in season three and how they wanted to ramp it up even more the fact that they got in an episode about the psychology of a leader and you know his mind is broken we need to reprogram him in web world you say what you want to say about the the quality of web world the fact that they got that story in there was just simply amazing and just i always loved when galvatron went off on anybody in season three. I, I just always loved the look of the character. I thought he was cool mm-hmm. looking. Um, and I thought it was a decent switch from Megatron. And, uh, you know, if, if they had to go somewhere, I much preferred Megatron going to Galvatron than I did Optimus Prime and then us having to go to Rodimus. So <laughs> um, I know it's a little different, but that's basically who the leaders were later on. So, yeah. All right. So only one more character that doesn't make the top 10. We'll see who that is next. Well, 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 it's time for number 11. Yes. That's right. It's time for number 11. I feel like this character may have been helped by some of his later 
versions, whether it be animated or prime or things of that nature. Um, cause gosh, darn it. It's another guy that has no head. Um, <laughs> we're going with number 11 here, which is ratchet. You have competition bulk. I'm a bit stronger than I used to be. Also a bit faster. <laughs> Think you can take me, muscle car? Wimp. How's it humming? Did he just? Stronger, faster, studlier. We're also breaking records here because the highest number of lists that anybody had been on was 28, and now Ratchet was on 30 lists. So only three people left Ratchet off. That's how much universal love I guess there is for Ratchet. I had him at 38. He comes in here at 11, but like I said, he's he's lived on through animated, through Prime, and the Aligned Continuity, etc., Cyberverse, so he's been just about everywhere. Um, so no surprise that Ratchet shows up here. Like I said before, I would take Ratchet and Ironhide and switch them out with Hound and Mirage, probably, or Prowl, or you know Wheeljack in their spots, but it is what it is. I know people love Ratchet, so Mike, why is he deserving of being here? <laughs> he he, he kind of, sort of helped Wheeljack with the Dinobots in G1, yep. but for me, and as much as I love that G1 voice, and I don't remember off the top of my head because I actually don't have his page pulled up, but... Don Messick and Wally Burr. Don Wait, Messick, what? mostly. Don Messick, mostly. Okay, okay. Uh, wow, Scooby was Ratchet. Holy crap. Um... <laughs> But between Animated and Prime, I believe Corey Burton did him in Animated. Uh, in Prime, I know it, it was Jeffrey Combs, and Jeffrey Combs is has that voice that is like, oh, wow. And he's always played that, you know, he's a, Ratchet has always played the, the old Autobot, the this Autobot, the Autobot that's lived through the wars kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I dig it. I think it's interesting, and... Oh, yeah, I think Prime helped him a lot as far as getting mm-hmm. um, some more, keeping that love continuing and living on, you know, where it didn't just die with G1 and he didn't, you know, never have big arcs except for comics or whatever. He was in all the cartoons, it seemed like. So I think that definitely helps him. Um, and he, I guess I will give him a little bit more of a pass than um, Ironhide because, yes, he is a van, but he's an ambulance van. Yeah, he's um, an ambulance. In G1. So that's better than just a red minivan. So I'll give him that. Uh, Steve, what do you think about Ratchet? Uh, he was in my top 25 as well, so I, I don't have a problem with it. Plus, I always liked Ratchet and Ironhide anyway. So I was kind of bummed when I saw them die in the movie. Yeah. Because uh, they took out they took out uh, Ironhide, Ratchet, and Prime, and those were three of the ones that I I really liked. Right, uh, thirty people ranked him. Like I said, nobody had him higher than ten. Um, so nobody had him in the top. Well, one person I guess technically had him in the top ten, but otherwise everybody else had him outside of that. It's just so much universal love as far as being on thirty lists. So, all right, that means there's only t- only room for ten more guys, ten more characters. Let's see how the dominoes fall. Me, Grimlock, think this number too high. It's number ten. Let's start our top ten with some Decepticon love. Nobody had this character higher than four, but we did have 26 people rank him, and a whole lot of people, almost every single person had him in the top 25. Um, I think four or five out of the 26 did not, but otherwise everybody else had him in the top 25. I get the love... We've had a lot of different versions, so it'll be interesting to see what your guys' favorites are. But we are going with the Decepticon that goes by the name of Shockwave. Oh, wow. Shockwave, number 
10. Apparently Mike is shocked by Shockwave. So Mike, <laughs> uh, Mike, go ahead. What do you think? He's top 10. Shockwave, the first one. I have plotted a course to Vector Sigma. Shockwave reporting to Megatron. Intruders have liberated personality components of the renegade Decepticons. The Autobots. Now they've really done it. They've gone too far this time. Shockwave! Starscream, you must help me. Cybertron has been invaded. Cybertron? I'm that close to Cybertron? I know I can't catch you. But I can trap you. Absolutely. Uh, Shockwave, amazing as always with, with Corey Burton voicing him in G1 and in Animated. You had uh, David Sobolov do him in Prime, and he is always the logical bot. And uh, very, very cool. And again, I will champion the IDW universe for, for Transformers, and I... I'm not even trying to make a joke out of this. When our good buddy Ender uh, told me about what IDW did with Shockwave, I literally was so shocked that I could not... I'm like, that that is the reason what he is. What happens to him in the IDW continuity from 2005 is the reason why I started reading... More than meets the eye and robots in disguise back in the day. It is the one, he is the one character reason why the pull bag has all of the Transformers comics characters, comics coverage from IDW because of what happened to him and what he eventually goes on and does in it. With, I, I remember this clear as day. It was a Saturday morning, it was probably 6 or 7 a.m. because. That's when cartoons air on Cartoon Network, apparently, back in 2008-2009. All throughout Animated, Shockwave went between himself and Longarm Prime. All throughout Animated, anytime you saw Shockwave, he was gray. Shockwave ain't gray, people. I get it. Season 3 comes, and in, I believe it's Transwarped, we finally get the full, literally, I kid you not, I was 29 years old at this point. I should not have done this, but I literally fell out of bed on a Saturday morning because I was so shocked at the purple color reveal that he switched the colors. I was like, oh my God. So it is absolutely logical and amazing that Shockwave is here at number 10. Yeah, um, I didn't like his Insecticon look and animated. I thought that was a little weak. But outside of that, he usually has one of the best character designs as far as from just a visual standpoint. Like, he just looks badass. So I've always been a fan of his. Steve, what do you think of Shockwave being our first top 10 entrant? Well, I had him on the other side of the spectrum. But but no, I mean, I, I can see it. His comic versions are definitely more prominent than anything else like he's in g1 for the most part he's mostly useless as are most of the decepticons but in prime he's in prime he's pretty decent and in in the marvel comics he was constantly vying for power and and in the dreamwave comics he was doing the same thing in idw he's doing the same thing so uh instantly uh, honestly i think he's he's deserving right all right, so one Decepticon enters the ranks of the top ten. Let's see what Decepticon joins him. It's time for number nine, Mighty Galvatron. 
All right. Our next Decepticon here coming in at number nine. He was on 29 lists, so only four people left him off. Uh, unlike Shockwave, which we just talked about, which seven people left Shockwave off of their list. But we're going to go with Cyclonus, transform and attack. None other than Cyclonus here at number nine. Um, as highly ranked as number two and on 29 lists. So Cyclonus, another interesting entry into the top 10. Steve, what do you think? Cyclonus? Mm-hmm. In the top ten, yep. number nine. I yeah, I don't see that one. <laughs> we had him. Let's see. People had him ranked number two, number seven, number eight, number nine, number nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, eighteen, and then most everybody else had him in the twenties, thirties, and a couple in the forties, and two in the sixties. I mean, I, I could see him in the thirties, but how? Like, there's some pretty solid contenders in what we've listed today so far. I don't see how Cyclonus really fits into that Land sweeps and beware of treachery interesting mike agree or disagree i disagree again going to idw as i have all all of this episode he's a former decepticon he's a warrior he is essentially dinobot without a faction as far as his honor as far as what he will and what he won't do and he has such a great, great arc in IDW. As far as G1, I wish they used him more. It's kind of like Skywarp didn't get used enough. And just as that, Skywarp as Cyclonus didn't get used enough either. I loved, I think it's Roger C. Carmel. Or, and then Jack Angel. Yeah. They both did it. Yeah, I love the, the like... What happened back there? Mighty Galvatron, what is that? But he's a ghost! Die, you worthless! Wait a minute. Since when do ghosts tumble out of control through space? You know, absolutely love love those voices. Thought that was really cool. And I gotta say, you wanna talk about leaders? Cyclonus definitely deserves to be in the leader class when you talk about like Galvatron and Rodimus and Ultra Magnus and that kind of thing. Because in G1, in the cartoon, it always ended up being Rodimus versus Galvatron and Ultra Magnus versus Cyclonus. Yeah. It was so cool. I actually cool. had those two back to back in my rankings. I had yeah, one at 12 so cool. and one at 13 because I think I just kind of always connect those two. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think he has a cool look. I think that kind of helped mm-hmm. him in my book as well. Um, and it sounds like he had some more complex character traits in the comics, that, you know, obviously compared yeah. to what we get in G1 a little bit. But. Um, I've always been a fan of Cyclonus. I can see the argument of maybe not being top 10. Um, I don't know if I could take him out of the top 25, though. Um, I don't know. It would have to, I'd have to really look at it. But um, So two Decepticons to start off our top 10. Let's see if that streak continues. It's time for number eight. All right. It's time for number eight, guys. On 30 lists. So that was as many as Ratchet. Um, highest ranked was number two, and that would have been by Casey Collar. Um, a lot of people had him in the top 25, like half the people that voted, or I shouldn't say him. It's a her. Let's go with RC here at number eight. Um, so RC comes in here at number eight. Stay close to me, Daniel. And you better stay close to me. 
No, you'd better stay close to me. In case I never get another chance to say this, you've really proved your mettle. I'd like to think my actions always spoke louder than my words, R.C. But it didn't hurt to watch and learn from the best. Would be nice if Optimus showed up about now. I was referring to a powerful little two-wheeler I know. R.C. reporting in. A lot of people, like I said, half the people that voted had her in the top 25. It's been a long time since we had a female character. I think Black Arachnia at 31 was the last. Yep. So from 31 all the way up to number 8. Mike, what do you think of R.C. being here at number 8? I think it's great. I think it's awesome. She was, you know, again, some of these characters from G1, from the movie, from the cartoon, especially when, you know, she has this whole motherly connection with Daniel and everything else, you know, they're trying to teach us lessons. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. And she was always the pretty much the only mother type figure on Transformers. I mean, Technically, I guess you could say Alita 1 was a little bit, but I find that more so to be relevant in more for Cybertron than G1. Uh, what they did with her in Animator was awesome. They made her a teacher. I thought that was really, really cool. Again, Susan Blue returning to voice her. So, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> they made her Prowl's assassin in IDW, so that was interesting, and that was all kinds of complicated mess that eventually got sorted out and whatever, but uh, it, it was a very good storyline as well. Yeah, I mean, I would make the argument that Steve made with Cyclonus on this one. I would say that she's not top 10 worthy. No. Um, I had her at 21, so I could, f- let's see, who did we have at 21? Oh yeah, that was <clears throat> Beast Wars Megatron, so let's flip those two. Um, yep. And I'd be fine with that. I'd, I, for me, the reason I put RC in the top 25, though, is not G1. It is Prime, so like that's the reason why I would have put RC in the top 25 was more of her aligned continuity um, appearances mm. um, as far as that goes, um, because I thought we didn't get much out of the G1. I know we did probably more in the comics, et cetera, but you know, outside of that, like I've, there wasn't much to go on. So I would, I had her 21 and I think number eight's a little high. Steve. I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> okay. All right. I, and I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to like hate on her because it's a female character. Like I had Black Arachne in my top 10. So um, I, th- I would honestly maybe flip her with Black Arachne. You know, Black Arachne was 31. So let's put RC at 31 and Black Arachne up here. I don't know. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I get it. I wouldn't have her this high. So. Let's see if the controversy continues or if we keep pissing off people with our next pick. Number seven. All right. Another top ten entrant and another character that was on two people's number one. So TFU Info, Nicole had this character number one as well. I think some people are going to be shocked by this, but... Let's go through his rankings. One, one, two, 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 three, four, five, six, six, seven, nine. And then a whole bunch of other people. Twenty-nine people had him ranked. I think a lot of people are gonna be shocked that he's not in the top four. Number seven, the only character to have his own movie, Bumblebee. Oh shucks. Bumblebee at number seven. Mike, I'm, more, I'm more surprised that she didn't put Cyclonus as her number one than anything else. But do you think people will be shocked that Bumblebee is number seven, that we have six people ranked higher than Bumblebee? Oh, yeah. He is the th- only character that gets his own movie. 
I was always a Cliff Jumper fan, not a Bumblebee fan. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Mike, what do you think about Bumblebee? Back, I'm better than ever. Look at this new paint job. I've gone beyond being just plain old Bumblebee. I'm a gold bug. I like Bumblebee. Again, he eventually became the the character that because again, as I mentioned, I think last episode or. Maybe it was the episode before that. When G1 started, you had Spike and Sparkplug kind of going between multiple characters. Like, there were several scenes with Spike and Hound and other characters and Wheeljack and everything else. And then eventually they put Spike with Bumblebee, which is is fine. All well, good, fine, and great. And I love Dan Gilvezan voicing him. I really, really dug, as much as I haven't played it uh, as, as much as a bunch of other people have, I love Johnny Young Bosch's voicing of, of Bumblebee in War for Cybertron. I thought that was really cool. You're a skilled fighter, but you shouldn't be out here alone. Autobots are no longer safe in Iacon. The Decepticons control the airwaves. The only secure way to communicate is by messenger. I volunteered. Name's Bumblebee. Ratchet, this Autobot needs repairs. Be still. I'll get you fixed up. What? No, there's no time! I need to find the Autobot called Optimus. I have important information for him. I am Optimus. You're... Sir, it pains me to tell you this, but our leader Zeta Prime is dead. Megatron. What of the High Council? They've gone into hiding, cut all communication with the outside. Bumblebee is a character, again, he's kind of like the everyman. He's kind of like the everybot where, you know, you can always relate to him. He's sometimes making mistakes, but he always learns from his mistakes. Kind of weird that Batman dressed up as him for Halloween one time. But, uh, you know, that's Will Friedel for you, folks. Uh, no, Bumblebee at number seven, I think that's, that's perfect. I'm kind of glad he's not number one. Because at this point, we all know, sadly, who's going to be number one. Or do you? That is number seven. Let's see who comes in next. It's time for number six. All right. We're getting inching closer to our top five, but there's one more character that does not make the top five, and that is where we are going to go right now. So, all right. This character was on 31 lists. That is more than anyone has before. So only two people left this character off, an average ranking of 24.2, and another number one pick for one individual. A lot of high picks here. Number one, four, six, eight, 10, 10, 10, 12, 13, 13, 13, 15, 16. So a lot of love for this character. I would switch this with another one, but that's because I'm weird and I, I'm probably alone in that camp because I know a lot of love is out there for jazz. So Jazz here at number six. I was always more of a Prowl fan, but I get it. Jazz was cool, had a cool voice, and got a lot more love in the you know later on in different continuities and cartoons and things of that nature. So Jazz beats out Bumblebee for number six. Mike, what do you think of that? Didn't you have a cat named Jazz? Yes, I do. You do I or you did? I did. Okay, I, did. I was going to say, I, I, no, 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 I, I don't want to depress everybody, but I'm sitting here listening to you say that you liked other characters more than him, but yet you named your cat after him. Anyway. Well, I also had a license plate on my car that was Prowl. <laughs> okay, well, that's your car. I mean, <laughs> so I've named different no. things after Transformers before. <laughs> that's fine. No, for the I, record, my cat was black. Can I say that? Sure. So I named it after the most prominent African-American Transformer in my mind, which was Jazz. There you go. <laughs> I love Scatman. Into the ocean, let's be daring. The last one in is a rusty herring. 
somewhere in here because I didn't get, and I understand the man's busy, but somewhere in here I will put, uh, when we interviewed Phil Lamar a number of years ago, I nearly lost my crap, but uh, I asked him about Scatman and could he do a Scatman, and he did it, and oh my god, I'll put it right here. Yeah, I mean, because I would have I loved to have been able to do a Scatman Crothers. <laughs> that would have been, you know. Megatron! I- you're going down. But holy crap, Jazz, I absolutely love this character. Some of the lines that he got to say were so cool because, again, it's Scatman Carruthers. How can you not give Scatman, how can you not give Hong Kong Fooey some of the best lines? Trust me, I get it. Jazz is a cool character. Um, Steve, what do you think? I'm definitely down with, with Jazz being in the, the top 10. Um, yeah. I, he was always one of my favorites. Um, had some funny lines. He's very like down to earth. And other than his uh, movie rendition, I've loved every version of him and everything. What's cracking, player? Is that all you got, Megatron? You want a piece of me? You want a piece? No, I want two pieces. My brother always gets it. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're not going to get too many arguments about him being in the top 25 or probably even in the top 10. So jazz is number six. That means from here on out, guys, it's the top five. Let's see where we start. Grimlock disappointed. Number five. All right. This character actually is the only character in, well, since shockwave that hasn't been on somebody's either number two or number one spot. So the highest, Anyone had this character rank is number three. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen people had him in the top ten. He's on thirty lists. He's the last of the Dinobots. We're going with Grimlock here at number five. Me, Grimlock, want to munch metal. So a lot of love for the Dinobots as we've seen. We had like four of them on the countdown here. Um, Grimlock all the way up here at number five. Steve, what do you think about that? I am perfectly fine with Grimlock being on this list. Uh, <laughs> if he wasn't, I would be surprised. Me, Grimlock, kick butt. And coming um, up next, Sludge at number four. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if Grimlock wasn't on this list, uh, I was I was going to say there are going to be people at Riot just yeah. on that alone. Grimlock need new strategy. But no, I mean, he's he's led the Autobots before in various continuities. Also gotten himself in a lot of trouble due to the same thing. But on a whole, like, he's, he's very deserving of being on this list. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mike, what is your love for Grimlock? Intruders! Dinobots destroy! Cycle and car robots good! Truck robot bad! Yeah, I absolutely love Grimlock. I think he's fun. I think he's cool. I think he's interesting. Again, several things that RDW has done over the years has has really, really made him into a really cool character. Not that he wasn't already, but... Between Greg Berger and G1 and David Kay and animated, uh, seeing Grimlock here at number five, very awesome. I agree, and the spots are just dwindling. I know we're kind of flying through this, but you don't need to make too many arguments for these characters. So it's just kind of more about how they fall and that type of thing. So I don't think anyone is going to make a complaint that uh, Grimlock should not be in the top five. So Dinobots not need robots to fight. Dinobots destroy robots. 
In case you haven't noticed, Dinobots are robots. There's only four spots left, guys, and I think you probably know most of those names. Let's see which order they fall. Well, let's have number four. My rightful place on the list. Yes. No. All right. Next up, as he said, number four on 31 lists. Again, only two people left this character off of their list. What was that? That was Evan. The purest, most vibrant, most perfect harmony I've ever heard. Also, the last character we're going to talk about that was not somebody's number one. Um, Two people had him at number two. And almost everybody else had him in the top ten. As you command, Megatron. In fact, probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people had him in the top five. So that's crazy talk. Um, as far as uh, universal love for this character, we're going with the Decepticon, as we will for most of the rest of the countdown, and that is going to be Soundwave. Rumble frenzy, ravage, rabbit, inject. Soundwave at number four. I had him ranked number five. He comes in here at number four. Soundwave superior. Autobots inferior. Mike, you start us off with Soundwave. What do you think? I had him at number five, too, I think. Number five or six. or had him at ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I had him at five. Again. The most common ranking for him was four. There was like seven people that had him at four. <laughs> Again, you know, for me, it was, as I mentioned, uh, might have been in the intro to the countdown. I forget when I talked about this. As a kid, I had Blaster in his cassettes. I always wanted Soundwave in his cassettes, but I never got them. Mm-hmm. My buddy, Jonathan at the time, had him. Wouldn't even let me touch the damn. Like I wasn't want. I didn't want to play with it. I just wanted to hold it in my hand so I could look at it, kind of thing. And I always loved him. I always thought it was so cool that he's essentially Doctor Claw with a vocoder. That was great. Uh, and he's gone on to do some really, really cool and interesting things. The way that they approached him and animated how. He constantly gets upgraded and upgraded and upgraded every time Sari uses her key because she puts her key in everything, apparently. Uh, I thought that was really cool. What they do with him in IDW was really cool. With uh, He's basically, basically, he turns into, without the brotherhood part of it, without the, oh my god, mutants or, or humans suck. He's basically Magneto in IDW because he builds his own space station where all Transformers can go kind of thing. He turns into this, I don't want to say ancillary character, but he turns into a character where he's not on either side kind of thing anymore. He grows out of that. I thought I thought that was always so cool. And yeah, I just I absolutely love Soundwave. Yeah, he's always been one of my favorite, probably one of my personal favorites. Like if I was just uh, making a list of my personal favorite characters toys etc etc um soundwave would probably be in my top two um or three um just because i loved his character so much i love the fact that he was different than the rest as far as the speech and the vocoder and stuff like that i love the cassette aspects and his cassettes were much more worthy than blasters so i I enjoyed (laughs) that um not saying there's anything wrong with blaster or whatever they just didn't do a lot with the the cassettes for him um so i personal favorite but then i also think worthy just for how much we've seen him in the different storylines and the different cartoons you know etc etc i think he's always one of those constants that always 
always pops up because people just always think he's a badass. He's like that silent. Him and Shockwave are very similar, obviously. I think mm-hmm. some people like Soundwave better. Some people like Shockwave better. But it's like, even though Starscream is always trying to overthrow Megatron, etc., you always had the feeling that Shockwave or Soundwave were the ones that were more capable of overthrowing Megatron if they wanted. Just well, that's because. Speak- that's because I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's because again, number one, Shockwave is going with logic. Starscream is very emotional. In case you didn't know, folks. No, no, I get that. And I'm just saying, like they're yeah. like these quiet, like assassins almost. They yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. And and Megatron would never expect it or suspect yeah, no. it. I have no problem with this, Steve. What do you think of Soundwave? Being that he was in my top ten uh, <laughs> anyway, and it's one of the few G1 toys I actually owned. At- a long time ago, although I can't find the white war for Cybertron one to save my life. He was always one of my favorite Decepticons, regardless of the fact that he doesn't do or say much, but he's always just kind of there as backup and support. But you can clearly tell that he's actually uh, Megatron's second-in-command, and Starscream is the the one is the public-facing second-in-command that gets bludgeoned when something goes wrong. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with Soundwave showing up here at number four. He's definitely top ten worthy. Uh, he comes in at number four for us, which means there's only three spots left. We all know who they are. Let's see what order they fall. It's time for number three. I, Starscream, am your new leader. Decepticons, follow me! Who disrupts my coronation? Coronation, Starscream? This is bad comedy. Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. All right, next up, beating out Soundwave by 20 points. This is the closest. A lot of these have been big gaps, like the jump from Grimlock to Soundwave was over 250 points. The jump from Soundwave to our number three is only 20 points. They were on the exact same amount of number of lists, both 31 lists. The average ranking for Soundwave was 10.9. The average ranking for this character was 10.3. So very close in all those things. The only difference is Soundwave made nobody's number one. This character made four people's number one. So this is going to be number one for... Um, Tim Silvers, Collecticon, Michael Wilson, and Robo Apollo um, also made three people's number two, and one, two, three, four, five, six people's number three, another six people's number five. Everybody but, let's see, everybody but five had him in their top ten that ranked him, and then three more people had him in the top 25, and then one character, one person put him at 86, one person put him at 100, and two people left him off. <laughs> Explain what? yourself. We're talking about number three, and that is Starscream. So Starscream here at number three. I don't. I know the one person hates Starscream, but at least they felt that they still needed to put him on the list, even if it was at one hundred. But how did two people leave Starscream off of their list? I don't know. I had him at eighty-seven. Well, you had him at eighty-seven or eighty-six. He's always around, <laughs> right? I had him at 87 because, again, I know your point system, and again, I know everyone else is going to vote for him kind of thing. And I like Starscream. I do in certain things, but I've just met... He was... I always liked Skywarp and Thundercracker more than Starscream because Starscream was all, like... They were the ones I wanted to know more about. Starscream was always in your face. Starscream was always this. Starscream was always that. Uh, Again... 
amazing history with this character. And again, how they got the other Seekers into animated by making them Starscream clones and taking different bits of his personality and me. That was hilarious. Ah, never before have I seen a more impressive group of lethal fighting machines. And pretty good looking, if I do say so myself. That pompous bag of bolts Megatron won't know what hit him. Us against Megatron? Are you insane? Huh? I think I just sprang an oil leak. Silence, you fool. Megatron is a worthless pile of scrap metal compared to my genius. Brilliant observation, brilliant. But your genius pales in comparison to the genius of our leader, the original Starscream. Oh, I could listen to this one all day. Yeah, and there is always that chance that somebody just overlooked somebody. I, I'm not saying that's the an excuse for Starscream. But I'm just saying like there is that chance that ranking all these people that somebody just accidentally leaves somebody off so i'm not trying to like throw too much shade you know like for example um mike you didn't vote for jazz in your top 100 yeah Um, (laughs) so that was just a forgetful thing um you know allspark didn't vote for soundwave um in their top 100 um and it's kind of surprising because tyler blazinski had a almost entirely decepticon list Mm-hmm. Um, because of how much he likes the Decepticons, but he did not vote for Starscream. So a whole Decepticon list, but Starscream was left off that one as well. Um, and Benson, you didn't vote for Starscream either. Um, so interesting, you know, I guess everybody has their favorites and stuff like that, but, uh, obviously Starscream still makes number three and I don't think a lot was going to change that. So, um, a lot of love Starscream number three. We only got two spots left. We know who they are. But who's number two, and who's number one? It's time for number two. One shall stand, and one shall fall. You, Optimus Prime! Alright, it's that time, guys. There's only two spots left. That means when I reveal two, it also reveals number one. Um, Let me just give the breakdowns for these characters a little bit. One average ranking was 4.2. The other average ranking was 4.8. The point total difference was 2,971 to 3,046. So about a 75-point difference, not quite. Um, If you want to break it down a little bit further, one person made it on all the lists except for one. The other person made it on all the lists except for two. If I break it down, this is where it gets interesting. This is going to be hard to keep up with, so I'll try to make this as easy as possible but i'm going to list off their rankings guys and i know it's a lot but i want you to listen to it because it's interesting how this plays out mm-hmm. so one of the characters has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve people that ranked him number one mm-hmm. twelve then one two three four five six seven eight people had him ranked number two mm-hmm. so that's 20 people either first or second then two-thirds, two-fourths, a fifth, a sixth, an eighth, tenth, eleventh, and then the outliers, a 27 and a 51. <laughs> Our other character made it on three people's number one. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people's number two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people's number three. 
three fours, two fives, a six, two sevens, an eight, 11, 12, 15, and then the outliers would be 21 and 36. You would probably say that the person that was on 12 people's number one lists is our number one. That is not correct. The person <laughs> that was only on three number one lists ends up as our number one overall. Why? Because number two was left off of two lists, and number one was only left off of one, and then how the rest of those rankings broke down. So coming in at number two, 2,971 points on 31 of the 33 lists, Optimus Prime. Until the next Autobot leader appeared, a gentle robot known as Orion Pax was fated to become Optimus Prime. And so began the third Cybertronian War, which rages to this day. And the Quintessons are our creators. Through all these centuries, they have waited for the proper moment to strike, to reclaim the planet that we Transformers took from them. And now they're going for the gusto, right? Do not forget what you've learned of our past, Rodimus. From its lessons, the future is forged. Are you crazy? Why'd you short-circuit yourself? Wake up, you... you moron! It was the only way into the Matrix. (laughs) Number one, with 3,046 points on all the lists but one, Megatron. One question, Megatron. Why are we called Decepticons? Another Craven Autobot scare tactic. The name was meant to demonize us. Instead... We wear it as a badge of honor. For if speaking the truth is deception, then we are gladly guilty. So in this battle, Megatron wins. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Steve, what do you think of that? I, Megatron, have triumphed! I have finally beaten Optimus Prime! Well, one, I think it's hilarious that Prime lost. (laughs) And the fact that my number two is Optimus Prime. (laughs) Uh, and i was still correct a megatron did get number one right Mm -hmm. let me give credit real quick to those that had these characters ranked number one so the people that had optimus prime ranked number one would be tv's mr neil dj valentine alex from uh this week in geek uh hahi prime bondo mike allspark Iacon Dispatch, Scanner 51 rodimus primal my friend joel the tflyp podcast and solartron the three that had Megatron number one, Moonbase 2, Dan Clark, and myself. So, I got my number one right, guys. Uh, <laughs> actually, I got my number one, two, and three right. I had a, I had a Megatron Optimus and Starscream for my one, two, and three. And then I had uh, Bumblebee before Soundwave, just because I thought that's how it would fall. But... Uh, Mike, what do you think? Megatron wins Optimus Prime number two and how this all played out. Just goes to show you when, you know, you lose a four million year war, you have to give the Matrix to the better leader. I think this is awesome. I think this is great. And I specifically put Optimus at 51 because, yes, I love Peter Cullen voicing the character. Yes, I love certain aspects of the character in Generation 1. However, I just don't think with some of the actions that he took in season one and two, he is the better leader in my personal opinion. 
the fact that Megatron beat him, I just, I absolutely love that. I think that's great. Megatron, he has such a rich history. Yeah, I think it's a deeper character. <laughs> yeah, it is. And again, it goes to that whole thing of sometimes the villains have the deeper story than the heroes. Uh, I, yes, Optimus Prime used to be Orion Pax. Yes, he was reformatted into, you know, the leader that we all know and love kind of thing. But again, Megatron, especially in IDW and probably the other comics as well, but man, Megatron in IDW is, like, he eventually becomes an Autobot. It's yeah. just, it's bonkers good. And because again, two, at least when IDW started the, their, their phase two books, two comics, More Than Meets the Eye, Robots in Disguise. Robots in Disguise was the Cybertron, political, Starscream, Bumblebee, all that. People on Cy bots on Cybertron. Lost Light was Rodimus and crew going out searching for the Knights of Cybertron. They talk about Megatron's trial for his war crimes and everything else. And his punishment kind of is becoming an Autobot and working with the Lost Light. So you basically have Megatron and Rodimus working together. And... <clears throat> There are a couple of issues in the IDW run where they turn Megatron. No, they, 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 they don't turn him. I'm sorry. I need, I need to rephrase that. In the IDW universe, all of the bots have human hollow avatars. So they're hollow. It's like pounds around and they're holograms. So if they need to go onto a planet that is inhabited that you don't want to have giant robots on, you can go as this, this hollow avatar. Megatron's looks like my grandfather, and I fucking love it. It's just so cool. And Rodimus kind of looks like Marty McFly, which is really nice. Uh, but Megatron, um, I just, his character, it just lends so much to give so much depth. And Optimus's does too, but as I said a second ago, Everybody loves to love the villain these days, and I'm sure it's been happening for the last almost 40 years. Yeah. Steve, before we go through the you know the top 25 and our thoughts, etc., and the countdown overall, any other last thoughts about Megatron and Optimus? No, I mean, I'm, I, I can't say I'm totally surprised that Megatron won, uh, just because, one, I think people have an intense uh, distaste for him during the War for Cybertron trilogy, <laughs> whereas, like, Megatron seems to be the one that everybody's, like, rooting for. So, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty happy with where uh, where it landed. Plus, like I said, a Megatron still won. <laughs> Very true. So let me go through the uh, 25 here, and then we'll give some final thoughts on that. We'll have a whole episode where we'll give our final thoughts on the whole countdown, but we'll wrap up at least this part. So starting with Rodimus Prime, then Jetfire, Devastator, Thundercracker, Beast Wars Megatron, Prowl, Unicron, Optimus Primal, Hot Rod, Ultra Magnus, Dinobot, Ironhide, Wheeljack, Galvatron, Ratchet, Shockwave, Cyclonus, RC, Bumblebee, Jazz, Grimlock, Soundwave, Starscream, Optimus Prime, and Megatron. Mike, final thoughts on this section of 25. Do I wish certain favorite characters were higher than others? Yes. Even Beast Wars Megatron. But I think overall with this section, I think everybody that participated in our countdown and all of the tallied votes and everything, I think we got it right. I think it I think it's a good top twenty five and 
I don't think anybody would say, oh, I don't want any one of those characters in the top 25. Maybe Unicron, maybe. But, I mean, even Unicron has his merits to a point. I just wish that they would do something a little more with him. But, yeah, no, I'm happy. Steve, what are your thoughts on this group of 25? Overall, I'm happy. I kind of predicted a lot of the ones that were going to show up Mm -hmm. uh, ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't know what order they were going to drop. Um, some of them, I will argue up and down that they should have been in the next bracket. Uh, there is no more next bracket. No, I know. What I meant is like the, the previous block mm. um, over being in this one. Uh, mm. There were some that I would have maneuvered differently. But um, but no, I'm happy that the ones that showed up in this top 25 showed up in this. Um, yeah. On a whole. I, I think so too. Like if, if I was to look at my list and compare it to what we got today, um, 17 out of my top 25 made the top 25. So there was only eight that were different. And I get that most of that's just a personal choice. Like I didn't have, um, ratchet. I didn't have Ironhide, um, hot rod, Rodimus, uh, Unicron. And I think Thundercracker and Jetfire were the ones that I didn't have in my top 25. Um, because I had a lot more beast wars characters in my top 25. So I would have had, I actually had black arachnia, Cheetor, Tarantulas, Waspinator, rat trap, and Rhinox all in my top 25, along with arachnid. Um, from Prime. Um, so I don't know. I just thought the Beast Wars characters had a little more depth to them. So I actually showed a lot of love to them. Um, so that's kind of where I would have switched some stuff out, but most of them you can't make too big of an argument that they don't belong. Um, so Mike, like I said before, we're going to have a chance to have a wrap up episode where we're going to break all of this down mm-hmm. and kind of go through what order the different categories were in, how many of each category and all that type of stuff. So anything else you want to talk about with that? It's coming, uh, on the on the anniversary of the show, so September seventeenth, twenty twenty one is the anniversary when G one started all those years ago. So that's what's coming up next here. And yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what all of the final categorizations are and and everything else and. Holy crap, guys, we made it through our seventh top 100 countdown. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Yeah, we did it. Finally, top 100. We'll get all kinds of crazy reactions, um, and it'll be a little, you know, it'll be fun to wrap this up as a huge project. um, But I think I'm happy overall with with the results. I don't think there will be too much uh, to argue. Another thing that we always do in the wrap-up episode, we'll get a little bit more into those that didn't make it how close mm-hmm. they came and some stuff like that. So if your favorite characters or some of your personal, you know, choices that you were waiting for didn't make it, tune into the wrap up cuz we'll probably hit some of them along the way as well as kind of going into our own list and some people that didn't make it from our list and things that we would change, you know, who was the who would we move the highest, who would we move the lowest? It's kind of all kinds of fun conjecture. So Steve, what are you looking forward to in the wrap up and any last words before we get out of here? Um I'm looking forward to in the wrap up just kind of having a final you know, breakdown of maybe the ones that didn't show up that we thought should have shown up and, you know, maybe a few that we would maneuver and then, and then some, you know, honorable mentions that didn't make the list at all. Cerebros, can you hear me? What, what happened? I'll explain later. I want you to take me to that city you discovered. We've got to use it to hit back at the Decepticons or we're all finished. No, no, no. I've had all the fighting I can stand. Leave me alone. 
The Decepticons have my son, Cerebros. Lord only knows what they're doing to him right now. Absolutely. So definitely <laughs> tune in for that. Mike, get us out of here. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. If you'd like to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastrio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here's hoping we get a lot of feedback for the next episode. Here are all the ways you can listen to us. Nowadays, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcatching client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter. At Geekcast Radio is the network. At all things TFV3 is for all things Transformers. I am at TFG1Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? At SCP21. And Kevin? At Optimus Solo. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. You can also search out all things Transformers over there as well. Get your audio receptors ready because in part six of this podcast series, we conclude the countdown with recaps, numbers, thanking the contributors, and all that other good stuff. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron. And Optimus Solo. And we will have something play here. I have no idea what it is, but unleash the Transformers geek in you, and we will catch you in the springtime for the Top 100 Toys countdown coming in 2022 from the GeekCast Radio Network. Oh, scrap. You're listening to all things Transformers. How are we ever going to fight that thing? I don't know, Hot Rod, but we've got to try. I'm afraid it won't do. <laughs> yeah. I wish to speak to my lawyer.